Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, I'm good, man. Sorry about that. My uh, laptop has been stupid and I had to go and quickly um, pluck it in because it was dying. It's always away, isn't it? Huh? It's always away. Always away, man. How are you doing? Yeah. You good? I'm good. I was a bit panicked getting home tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. How was that in the end? Oh, it's okay. Some some guy paid this drunk to go off the bus. So it's cool. Oh, I've read your status on it, yeah. There's a bit of an echo coming back on oh. this end. Oh, from me? Uh, well, I can hear myself talking back. Uh, I don't know if it's my end or not. I'm not sure, actually. Um, I've just gone on Skype how I normally, yeah. how I normally do it. Um, any better? Uh, hold on. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Oh, you got it? Yeah, great, great. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> I could hear myself talking back, and I was like... No. Oh, I hate that. Especially with someone on the phone. Yeah, it used to happen to me quite a lot in... Uh, I worked in a call centre, you'd get somebody phone up and then yeah. you'd hear yourself talking back and it's really like, I hate to send my own voice anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to do a bit of an intro um, just to introduce to the folks who you are. Yeah, of course, man. Next on my guest tonight is Dan, aka um, Dan Central. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Many of you know him, uh, cancel that. Is <laughs> 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 it because I was a bit flustered that last night? Yes, I'll start again. Dan has over 1,000 subscribers on his channel, so, <sighs> may, so many of you may know him. I would imagine you probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've just been having a quick look, and I can see you've been on the go since 2006 on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed yourself, but you've got over two million views. Yeah, that's yeah, that's mental. a bit, that's a bit mad. And this was me boasting last week about having over 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good, man. Everyone's like, everyone's, you know, has got their own um, kind of milestones. I mean, I don't really look at YouTube in terms of subscriber levels and stuff like that. I'm more interested in having, you know, genuine people that watch my stuff rather than like, you know, yeah. hundreds of people that are just there for a sub for sub because I don't believe in sub for subs at all. No, I don't either. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I just see a big number flashing up and go, ooh, 24. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a bit mad. I, I don't know. 
I don't know really I don't really look at that as like an amazing feat for me it's more just like the comments that I do get nowadays that mean a lot so yeah to be fair about 19,000 or those 20,000 were all myself nah nah not at all anyway um, Dan does a whole number of things on his channel like um, gameplays and you've got your own music and stuff up but um, when I first seen you it was um, Sunday Stroll I will make gas head and shocks um, and and ghost appear on that. Uh, yeah, uh, it's yeah. a great idea. So, where did you come up? Where did you come up with that idea? Do you know what? It was really funny actually because um, I was actually out with my dog, funnily enough, <laughs> um, one day, and uh, I just I was trying to think of something different to do on my channel because um, I done obviously you normally do stuff indoors. Yeah. And it was a really nice day, and I just sort of thought. You know, I'm outside a lot of the minute because of the nice weather. Mm-hmm. Can I do something and kind of transfer it outside? Yeah. So I thought, do you know what? Let's try and make something where I can go portable outside with it. Uh, I'm trying to think of names and everything and trying to rack in my brain and stuff. And I uh, came up with, like, the Wednesday walk. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, and then, it, I don't know, it just kind of just kind of came to me suddenly. Um, and it kind of worked because it's been on the weekend. Most people are kind of off anyway uh, with doing stuff for, for themselves. So I just thought, let's just try something different for a weekend. And then it just kind of, yeah, just kind of clicked. And uh, here we are. And it was meant to be a project just for myself to mm-hmm. do. I only planned it in the, in the middle stage, in the initial stages, sorry, um, just for me. Yeah. Um, but then when Shocks and Intergos and Gas had heard about it, they were that interested that they said, like, can we do a group thing? And I was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, before I knew it, we all kind of came together and kind of we're now about six episodes in now. So yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it, it sounds familiar actually. Um, that kind of idea. I mean, not that idea, but that um, thing starting off as something on your own and it growing. That's what happened with um, Desert Island Games. It was just basically my idea to have a a one-off uh, YouTube video saying what. What games would I take on an on an What games would I take? No, nobody else. And um, I asked, yeah. ha- asked Harry Yak um, to design my little logo for it. And he yeah, said, yeah. he said, because he, he does the teletext stuff. And he said, yeah, I'm happy to oblige. And he said, can I come on your show? And I'm like, oh, I didn't really think of doing it as a show. <laughs> so um, I said, yeah. So I got him on like the first show, and then it kind of took off. So similar, similar, I guess, to Sunday Stroll, where somebody hears about it and wants to jump on board. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we are looking to get a few guests on some of the episodes. Yeah. Um, like, for example, yourself as well, um, and people, just to yeah. kind of give it a bit more perspective and um, just kind of see different people on the on the um, videos as well. Yeah. Um, and just get people more involved in interacting. Um, I think it would be really good. So uh, Definitely. And I must admit, when I first seen it, I said, I fancy having a go at this myself. Um, but, yeah. But, I mean, we spoke about this briefly last night, and... Um, I said how I've got my um, issues with appearing on camera and things, but yeah, um, I'm going to try. At the end yeah. of the day, um, it is it's always good to try and come out of your comfort zone a little bit. But obviously, yeah. you know, just got to make sure that obviously you are it's something that you do feel that you're going to be okay with. Don't go too extreme and end up, you know, going the yeah. going the other way. So, yeah. all I say is try it and see how you feel. And at the end of the day, if it's not right for you, then that's fair enough. But if you find that you kind of break through a little bit, it's going to help you in other areas as well. Yeah, I think it's definitely something I want to try because yeah. I need to, I need to have more confidence in that area. Yeah, absolutely. A few weeks ago, I was um, it was a nice night in Glasgow, so I work, uh, my works just near the river, so I went a wee walk down uh, past the river and I started filming 
like as I walked, but I wasn't following, I wasn't following myself or anything, but I was just following, you know, because I'm sick of just always doing gameplay footage, so I wanted to, to have something different. Yeah. Uh, so I was following, but every time I seen somebody walking towards me, I kind of hid my camera, you know, like, oh, I'm embarrassed, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And I'll that's me, and that's me not even being on the camera, you know, so, yeah. but yeah, I will certainly try. Yeah, that's common. I've, I've been there plenty of times anyway. I mean, when I originally did my channel, um, it was all um, piano-based only. I didn't do any gaming stuff till a good few years into my channel. Um, and I think for me it was a bit easier because I'd had myself on camera playing the piano. Yeah. Uh, I was already used to kind of seeing myself back on the camera. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your um, piano, because this is something I just kind of found out yeah. in the last 24 hours, because I think yeah. you posted something on Facebook, like... Um, like your own composition or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I write my own songs and I compose yeah. my own stuff. Because uh, I went to university and did a music degree. Yeah, oh, cool. And um, then I graduated and then ended up um, becoming a uh, sort of a bit of a teacher in a way. Sort of teach a few people. Right. Um, but um, I kind of do that and then I do my gaming stuff and all my fitness stuff as well because I'm a personal trainer as well. So I'm kind of putting my, um, I don't know, adding more strings to my bow, I guess. So you're, you're a natural-born trainer? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, once I came out of uni, I kind of struggled to find a job in music, so I kind of switched a little bit to fitness, and uh, I've been able to actually get employment in the fitness industry, so that's all good. And then uh, I just teach on the side and do my gaming stuff as well in addition, so... So how long... Quite, quite a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And how long have you been playing piano? Oh, I think it's... Since I was about eight years old, something like that now, because I'm, I'm basically grade seven on piano. Yeah. Um, I'm looking to do my eight um, as soon as I can, really, which is the highest you can go. Um, sure. So, yeah, it's just a case of trying to get the stuff together and start studying again when I can get the time and motivation together. <laughs> so you're like a, almost like a black belt in piano? <laughs> yeah, if you want to look at it like that, I guess I nearly am, really. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't really think I'm that amazing. I just, I put stuff out there like, I like to play a very varied amount of stuff, whether it's stuff from films or kind of popular stuff, and just kind of see what people think. I mean, I did a, a performance of uh, Kakariko Village from um, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time on the N64, yeah. um, and put that out as well, and people seem to have really enjoyed that. So I just kind of do whatever I feel, really, and see what people like, really. Yeah, I think I think people do like this sort of thing. Yeah, you know um, T-Rex Space Station? I, I do now. I yeah. met him uh, last Friday on the uh, Retro One Limb yeah. live stream and everything. Cool guy. Yeah, I was supposed to be on his bill, but I was in the pub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he he started doing a lot of his guitar stuff on his channel, and it, yes. I think people have taken to it quite well. Do you know what? T-Rex Space Station as well is a great guy, but also um, Aidan Watkins. Yes. He is... Um, such a cool guy I only met him on Friday as well and already I've gone through all his guitar stuff on his SoundCloud Um, and he did a a cover of um, Station Square Welcome to Station Square from Sonic Adventure Yeah, and uh, I I was completely blown away by it actually um, I know you just subscribed to me earlier on thanks for that by the way yeah Um, sorry man I honestly thought I was already subscribed to you because obviously we've been chatting for a while and and I thought damn it <laughs> subscribed. No, that's cool. No, I was just going to say, um, I noticed you, you said you were listening to the Shocks episode, but yeah. also, um, if you're interested, um, Aidan was on the, uh, as well on this show. Um, oh, fantastic! I'll have to I'll have to watch. I'll have to listen to that definitely. I can't wait. It was, it was episode. It's quite a few episodes ago now. It must have been maybe about episode ten or eleven, and we're on to twenty-seven or twenty-eight now. So, um, awesome. but it's on there. It's, it's on the kind of Desert Island Games playlist. 
yeah. um, he was on and he was um, he gave me four samples. If I knew if I knew yourself, I mean obviously yeah. I didn't take the plan, but if I knew you were into all this music as well, maybe I might have got something off of you. But um, Aidan gave me four samples of his music that I put on that I played on the show. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, cool. Um, so I might play some later on. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it, man. Always, always get, uh, always look up the excuse to play it because it's pretty, pretty cool music. Yeah, no, yeah. I lo- I absolutely love it when I was listening to it because I, yeah, I mean, like I said, I write my own songs and I remix my own stuff as well. So, um, I've got my own SoundCloud that I actually linked Aiden out to earlier. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. We kind of chatting and we might even be collaborating at some point. We're just gonna see what happens. That would be brilliant, and get get T Rex involved as well. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. like a trio or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, um, I don't know how soon you were on, like I know you kind of went on right at the start of the show, but I don't know if you caught the theme tune that the start that was playing. I caught like a tiny, tiny bit yeah. because my um, Skype was being really stupid, unfortunately. <laughs> and as I eventually managed to accept your invite, I thought oh, I had like a little bit and then it stopped. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure I'll catch it when I listen to this back. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, Mr. T-Rex Space Station that did that for me. Mm. <laughs> Awesome, I would definitely yeah. go back to that at the end. Definitely, yeah. no worries. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll play some of that Aiden stuff later on. He was a great guest as well. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was a great guy to chat to, and I'm actually mm-hmm. now officially joined on the Retro One Limb Network thanks to um, uh, Steve. So. Uh, oh, brilliant! Is this a, is this an exclusive? Uh, yeah, he said that I can say this. I was like, is it, can I mention it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, you can say it. I'm now officially part of the family and I'm on the uh, network now. So, <laughs> yeah. If I, if I was more on the ball with uh, the wind effects, I could have done a little with Cinder Claus on the studio now, but Cinder Pause, but um, I'm not really on the ball with the studio. <laughs> ah, that's cool. That's cool. It's not, not as easy as, uh, to use as um, Google Hangouts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what? I only discovered Google Plus Hangouts literally uh, about a week ago. Oh, yeah. And it was Steve that actually got me into it because I had never heard of it before. Yeah. Um, and it's suddenly it's just all kind of snowballed. It's really, really quite, um, yeah, it's really quite mad in a good way. Yes, it's addictive. Yeah, it is. I've done two on my own where I've hosted, which was quite a good experience for me, and I got some of the guys involved. And obviously the, the actual live shows last Friday that Harry was doing, um, I had such a blast on those as well. It was so funny. They were all trying to guess my lookalike. And, yeah. And I think they came up with were just... I nearly <laughs> fell off my chair. I know, I know. It, actually, I was... I had, just before that bit section came on about your lookalike, I had literally put the computer on and had to go home five minutes before that. So I was screaming at my, my monitor going, I don't know who it is, I don't know who it is. Because the first time I set eyes on you, I... What this guy looks like Lee Evans. Yeah, it was. I'm a huge fan of Lee Evans, so literally that is the biggest compliment I could get. Really, (laughs) really. Someone kept saying that I look like um, Luis Suarez, and that actually offended me quite a bit. Um, But they were were only they were all only joking, which was cool. But um, but no, it was. Someone said, um, "What was his name? Uh, Michael Michael Bond." Yes. Yeah. Yes. He said that I, I could probably pull off a good Pat Butcher. <laughs> oh, a cheeky guy. <laughs> With the body suit and the earrings and everything and the wig. Pet. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's quite an interesting one, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. I think people just said Suarez because it was topical, wasn't it? That yeah. Thing? Yeah, it's just an, an obvious link. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was literally so funny because if I'd known it was going to go up for that long... I probably wouldn't have said it because I think Harry was trying to wrap things up and I happened to say it and it went on for like another 15 minutes at least. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
I'm uh, sorry I missed your debut. I'm, I'm usually on it most weeks uh, on the first part as well. That's, but, uh, that's cool, man. I mean, at the end yeah. of that, I, was a little, I was a little bit apprehensive, as you would be, going yeah. into a group of people. But the fact that Shocks was there as well was really handy because obviously I knew him quite well. Um, so that really helped initially. And then obviously um, people started to chat and I started to get more confident. And the fact that they just, they were so respectful and yeah. well, they couldn't have welcomed me anymore if they tried. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was just so humbled to be welcomed, you know, so positively by everyone and allowed to speak as well and no one was apart from the odd time where people just sort of got too excited and no one was really talking to over each other too much which was good so everyone let everyone speak kind of thing yeah that happens um quite often when i've gone more so in the set well it used to it didn't used to be two shows it used to be just one show but uh i i'm mainly going the first show now but i think that's mainly because in the first and <laughs> The main show when everybody's there, uh, there's a lot of personalities, and um, yeah. I've got a kind of quiet personality, it's so right. it's it's hard for yeah. me to get my voice heard. Yeah, same. And I've always got, I've always got so many interesting things to put into the debate, but mm. I never really get a chance. So yeah, it's finding the right place to stick them as well, because I've always been a better yeah. listener than I have been a speaker. Yeah. So uh, I do tend to kind of sit and observe as well. I'm the same, so I can relate yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the last couple of weeks when I split it into two shows I've went on to the first show and I have uh, had my voice heard a little bit better on that show I think yeah that's yeah. cool that's good that's good even though I think sometimes it's better to be on a second show because you get to be on the after show <laughs> yeah that was funny because on the second show Lawn Boys Post 1975 yeah. Dave came on as well yeah um, he's just hilarious and then uh yeah, I, w- I did find that I was growing more and more in confidence at that point, and it was yeah. just, yeah, it just was a lot more, um, yeah, it was a lot easier, I guess, by that point, to be able to then just feel like I could just say whatever. Yeah. So, uh, Sometimes I've sat up to four, half one in the morning, talking to like, Scott, uh, Scott and Dave. <laughs> do you know what, that doesn't surprise me at all, because actually after it finished, I actually yeah. stayed on for a bit with um, with Harry and, and Steve, Yeah. and uh, we chatted for a bit off air, and um, he was saying that he was really pleased with, like, how I'd kind of come across and everything, and that obviously meant a lot as well. So, yeah, yeah that was because I was all apprehensive, I wasn't going to lie, but the fact that they kind of felt that I did really well was, was yeah, was good, and um, was, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I, I didn't see much of it myself uh, yeah. for reasons already explained, but um, <laughs> from what, what I did see, you, you did um, seem to fit in very well, so. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Yeah. That, uh, that, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah. cool. And, wel- <laughs> and welcome to the Mad Team. <laughs> ah, cheers. I, I, feel, I feel very welcomed. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I jumped at the chance when um, when Steve said, if you want to be, uh, if you want to join officially, I can make you an account. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, he's doing it um, soon. And then basically he was like, you can mention it on the on the uh, Desert Island Games show. I was like, okay, we'll do. <laughs> There's Elon Games gets all the exclusives. <laughs> ah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. The episode with Shocks was awesome. I've just literally finished listening to pretty much all of it before uh, we started out. So, <laughs> oh, he was so so cool to talk to as a guest. Absolutely brilliant. Um, we end up speaking for about an hour and a half after it. As well. I'm not surprised. Yeah. You know, he is an absolute legend and I do feel privileged to know him obviously the thing yeah. that make me think it's just so surreal is that obviously if I'd never made a YouTube I'd never even known him it's just it's just things like that are just so crazy yeah um, I, I'd say I got to meet him in Blackpool we were, Blackpool. We were all in a pub and um, yeah. he was there and all the restaurant one guys there it was such a good night yeah do you know what I saw some of the footage from that as well because I think Steve went as well Gashead 
Yes, yes, it did. Um, yeah. I saw some of his um, footage from that, and I did have to, I did have to say because I was working that weekend that I was a, I was quite jealous that I couldn't have been involved myself because it did look a lot of fun. But yeah. revival, if you're able to make it in August. Oh, definitely. That, this is wait. This is ideal actually because it's in um, Wolverhampton, isn't it? Wolverhampton, yeah, it sure is. I've got a friend that lives. Um, I don't think he lives in Wolverhampton, but it's very very close by. Yeah. So I'm going to put it to him that I can go down and visit him, and he can put me up. Do it. Literally, <laughs> it do it. Is, that yeah. way we can all meet up as a group as well. And obviously, you'll have obviously myself, Intergo's, Gashead, Shots, yeah. anyway. So it'll be great. It'll be great to see you properly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'll be good to meet uh, Intergo's as well because he wasn't at the play either. No, he wasn't actually. Oh. I know, I remember that. In- Intergo's is a brilliant guy as well. Um, yeah, so he's funny, yeah. very down to earth. Another one I'm trying to get on at some point. I'm sure you'll be able to. I'm sure. Yeah. Once, once we've all had a, a couple of drinks as well, he's absolutely hilarious. Is he? <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, I went to a gaming event a few years ago in Spalding, and uh, yeah, there's a bit of footage actually of him. I've just had a few, and the things he was saying, he was, was just, he literally looked so spaced out. <laughs> and afterwards, like he actually said to me off camera that he was so embarrassed by it, but I still put it up anyway. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, he's brilliant. You'll you, you'll get yeah. on really well. Yeah, because he always seems dead, kind of quiet and reserved. So he doesn't seem to. Mm. Getting mad, getting mad for it, tape. He's, he's similar to me in a way that, um, yeah, quite quiet and, and shy at times. But then once he's had a few as well, he's just like, Tum. we went clubbing. Me shocks. Yeah. It was me shocks. Um, into ghosts and a guy called Evil Sloth Man. Oh, I've not heard um, of him. Have you heard of him? Really, no, no. he's a really nice guy. And basically, he came down to this event in Lincolnshire, and we all went clubbing, and it was just brilliant. It was just so funny. Sounds like a blast. It was an absolute blast. It was. It was out. It was out. Till about on the three four in the morning. Oh, but that was the same as us in Blackpool. I think um, mm. I think myself. I mean, most people did last about half three four o'clock. But I think yeah. myself, Steve, you know, Retro on Lim, yeah, uh, and um, James Monkey Spaz. Yes. Um, we were the last one standing, <laughs> and that was about five o'clock in the morning. I think we're still in a club. <laughs> um Surprisingly enough. Two Scotsmen out of the three, two, two out of three people were Scotsmen that were the last one standing. Oh, <laughs> um, oh well. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre because you go down there and you're meeting people. It's almost like meeting celebrities, you know, <laughs> like meeting yeah, some of these people, and then you're drinking with them. It's yeah. so surreal, isn't it? Like when we went to that gaming event in Sporting, so many people that came I'd seen on just camera only, yeah. and suddenly they're standing in front of me. I can actually touch them. Yeah. It's just like what. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I tell you who one of, one of the nicest guys I, I met, and it's like, I don't know. Do you know um, Woodland? Do I know who? Wood, Woodland Carol Woodland. Is uh, uh, Woodland thirty seven? Doesn't. Uh, well, one, and that's not through not want of trying. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> him and Chris Shank to do a show called um, Two Fat Bastards. Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. I've heard yeah. of it. Um, didn't Shocks meant? Yeah. Shocks. It was all. Um, Woodland's quiz as well a few weeks ago. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I watched it. I watched yeah. it. I watched <laughs> well, it. And he was um, he was asking really hard questions, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he yeah. Woodland he can come across sometimes in camera as like quite a kind of um how can I put this like um quite um argumentative sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when he's got a drink in him. Or not argumentative. This come across all wrong because I love Woodland, but yeah. I don't know. He seems to have kind of he's got a big personality. Let's just say. And, but see when you meet him, he's just such a nice guy. Yeah, that's meet, cool. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. 
and I heard him him and Chris were ended up talking about me on the last two fat bastards show. I heard them <laughs> talking about all that. that Johnny's really quiet, but see when he's had a drink, he really comes out of his shell. <laughs> good, yeah. good day. Yeah, no, I did watch that actually thinking about it. Um, and uh, yeah, I did enjoy that. But I remember Shocks was really struggling with some of them. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. I'd, I think I might hopefully be on that show at some point, but I think I'll... I don't know if I'd have the courage to if you ever asked me, because um, seeing how hard they are, I think I'd just make myself look such an idiot. <laughs> like I know nothing about gaming at all. <laughs> Yo, Nate, well, I was on um, Novabug. Uh, mm. You met him as well on this yes, stream, didn't you? Uh, Chris. Yeah, I was on his quiz show, uh, Retro Mastermind list. Um, it was myself against Harry Yak. Oh, and brilliant. My knowledge of gaming was shown up in the general general gaming knowledge round. I, I think I got something like 4 out of 15. Uh, oh, man. But, but when I went on to my specialist subject, which mm-hmm. was Monkey Island. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got um, 13 out of 15 on that one. Sweet. <laughs> uh, nice, so, I, I don't have a brilliant all-round knowledge of games, but what I, the stuff I like, I'll get a brilliant knowledge on, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, definitely. I think everyone has their specialised yeah. areas, so yeah. people just assume you know a lot, but yeah. then if they start talking about things that you don't actually play, like for me, for example, would be like sports games I'm not necessarily into, yeah. um, they'd suddenly think you know nothing, but all it is, yeah. they're just talking about an area that you, you're you not really immersed in yourself, so it's, yeah. it's difficult sometimes. I sometimes come across as not very, not very knowledgeable um, on this, when when I ask people about games and they say, oh, I such and such a game, I'll be like... Yeah. Then I played it, so it's like it just depends, but that doesn't matter because it's 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 your games and it's it's yeah, your show. So it if I don't know about them uh, in advance, I apologize about that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, like everyone has their own favourites and their own interests, yeah. and you know, I mean, like the good thing about um, um, some of the guys that I was chatting to on the live stream mm-hmm. is that we had a massive talk about Sonic as well, who's my favourite character of all time. Cool. And um, it was just great because as soon as I started talking about it, I was just like literally my whole like personality just lit up because I was just like brilliant. I can get involved now. Yeah, that would happen. That would happen if somebody mentioned Guybrush Fleetwood, who's the actor from Monkey Island. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah then yeah. I'd be like, oh yes, I know everything about him. <laughs> yeah, well, Aidan Watkins is also a huge Sonic fan as well, so that really yeah. helped too. So we've got that and. He, he was showing his um, Sonic and Tails plushies, so I was showing my Sonic plushies, and it was just really nice. Cool. And uh, it was just quite funny, so yeah, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog was the first game I ever completed. Yeah, one of my... <laughs> it was one of mine as well, actually. Yeah. Um, definitely one of my first ever earliest gaming memories I, that I ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Alex Kidd... People, a lot of people forget this, Alex Kidd was Sega's like mascot in the first stages, sort of right, initially. Yeah. And then obviously Sonic took over, and then no one never really paid attention to him again. Yeah, um, and that was built into the Master yeah. System. But some, some of the models had Alex Kidd, didn't they? Miracle World, and some had Sonic 1. I had Sonic 1 on my Master System. Ah, yeah, that's yeah, the worst game I completed. So. Yes, I had Alex Kidd. So I think what, I probably experienced that as well. Mind you, I, was, I think it was um guest last week I was speaking to speaking about um, Sonic being on the Master System I think it was about six months before I actually knew that game was built in <laughs> oh really? yeah because I just I, I bought it second hand so I didn't mm. have a box and oh, I would just right. obviously just put the the cartridge into the system before I switched it on ah. just one day I had to switch it on without a cartridge in it like ooh but Sonic <laughs> so either way you'd still play Sonic <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. But what I love about that as well is that um, the Sonic 1 on the Mega Drive and Sonic 1 on the Master System and Sonic 2 on the etc. etc. They are completely separate games in themselves. And I love that, that they are just totally different. That's something else I didn't realise in my naivety. Um, obviously, my first experience with Sonic was in the Master System. So mm. years later when I played, like I think I must have played it on CX Xbox Live. I downloaded it on Xbox Arcade. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. And, I, and I'm playing it and I'm thinking... I don't recognise this bit. And then and then I realised, oh, right, Mega Drive and Master System games were different. I didn't even know. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Now, yeah, yeah uh, to be fair, not not everyone knows that anyway, and it's not, it's not such a bad thing. It's just one of those things that a lot of people didn't really uh, know necessarily about. I mean, because like, I've, got, I've got them all on the Game Gear as well, and they're all basically the Master System ports just on the Game Gear, really. Yeah. Um, there was the odd change here and there, but nothing that really kind of stood out. Yeah, I bought a Game Gear last year for the first time, and yeah. um, unfortunately, I ended up selling it only about six months later due uh-huh. to um, due to um, cash flow problems at the time. I just had to get some money, and it's it's the only thing I could um, part with. And it was a brilliant system as well. Somebody had read um, refurbished. That's not right. What is it? Refurbished. Refurbished. Yeah. Well, somebody had somebody had refurbished it. If you like, Aww. and it was um, the screen was working brilliantly. It was brilliant sound, it was yeah. excellent. Yeah, I had a few games, uh, two of which Sonic games. Uh, I think I had a couple of Mickey Mouse games. Um, but sadly, I had to let it go. But I'll get another one hopefully soon. Yeah, do you, do yeah. you know what? I really do like the game gear. I love the fact that it's obviously full colour. Yeah. The only thing I don't really rate about it is that it eats no one's business, and it's a lot to put in it for. Only you know, I think something about five six hours worth of, of battery life to then have it all go flat again. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that there's a lot of exclusives on there in terms of the Sonic games. You've got a Sonic Labyrinth, Sonic Drift, yeah, um, and things like that. Tales of Sky Patrol. A lot of getting you know ports that you can't get on any other system. So yeah, it's a nice handheld. It is nice. I, I've still got mine and I do enjoy it. So it's massive as well, isn't it? It's like oh, <laughs> huge. I actually got an Atari Lynx a few weeks ago for free. Cool. Um, because my brother fa- uh, found one uh, on a recycling site, <laughs> of all places, Jesus. and um, he actually gave it to me for free, which I was really grateful for. And I put them side by side, and yeah, they're both very, very big and bulky. Um, so uh, yeah, they're not, they're, not, they're not small. I wouldn't recommend necessarily going out nowadays on the bus and uh, <laughs> whipping one out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Playing it, yeah. What I did, what I did, dumps a Atari Lynx onto a, a dump. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I, I've never had any interest in any Atari consoles. It's only because I happened to be handed one for free. Yeah. Um, and actually, Intergos has been badgering on at me, actually, about um, doing some trades because he wants some of the games that I've got. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know what these are. <laughs> Get yourself a good deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be able to find some that will be quite good. That I'll, I'm sure I'd find some, some at some point, be able to enjoy them, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily rate the links, but maybe it's because before my time a little bit I don't know I don't know I can't I can't comment either way I've never played one yeah it's alright I actually bought an adapter for it um, cool. because the, uh, there's a loose connection actually unfortunately the batteries don't always sit very well it keeps going off oh. but uh, yeah it's not one of my favourites so I'll admit so uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just getting back to say uh, Sonic games exclusive I've, I've got it on Playstation 2 I've got the Sonic Mega Collection and all those game gear Games appeared on it. Yes, it did. Brilliant. Yeah. And you got the Mega Collection Plus on the PS2 and and uh, Xbox as well. Yeah, I think it's the PS2 one. I've got Mega Collection Plus. 
Yeah, which is similar to the Sonic Mega Collection on the GameCube, which just had a, I think yeah. it had slightly different features on it. And then obviously the Gems Collection came out, which meant you could play Sonic CD and you know Sonic the Fighters went from the arcade suddenly to a home console, which was awesome. And um, Sonic R came from the Sega Saturn onto the uh, next gen consoles at the time as well, which was really cool. Have you ever played the Sonic Advance games on the Game Boy Advance? Yeah, I, I have. I have. I really, really, really love them. Um, I actually did a whole playthrough. It was really funny, actually. Intego's Retro Records website, he was on and on at me to do some records for him, and I kept on saying it and never getting around to it. <laughs> and in the end, I was going to do a, a Sonic Advance a uh, couple of levels for him, and what started as a couple of levels turned out to be a whole completed full playthrough for him. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So he was proper, proper chuffed for that, so... Uh, so is that on the is that on the records website the full playthrough is it? Yeah, the full playthrough right. is on um is on the retro records website and it's also uh, obviously <gasps> on my YouTube channel because he just obviously links out to it. Oh, of course, yeah, I need to check that out. I've, I've got a few records on there myself. Not not top spots or anything, but mm. uh, well, actually, I have got top spot on one, but there's only one person on the board. Uh, yeah, there's some of the levels that I played that are so late on in the game that no one else had got that far, so I am the only <laughs> record that's on there. Um, but no but speaking of Sonic exclusives again another big one is um, Sonic Shuffle on the Dreamcast you can't get it on any other system ever it's never been remade it's never been brought out on a collection literally you either have it on the Dreamcast or you don't have it well I did not know Sonic Shuffle it's basically like people have called it a Mario Party rip off you remember Mario Party with the box and they go around the board um, with Sonic Shuffle you've got all the characters obviously Sonic Tails, Knuckles, Amy Rose and they go around this board and you basically use playing cards um, and whatever number comes up on each card it depends on what, uh, how many spaces you move around the board and you have to basically collect uh, gemstones and um, sure. basically uh, progress through to the next, the next part if you like and there's lots of mini games on there with up to four players can play all at the same time which is well, actually quite good for the Dreamcast to be fair Definitely, I've never even heard of that game, so that's not very much for play. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, you get me talking on Sonic, and I won't shut up. <laughs> no, it's it's. Do you know, sometimes the the mic breaks out, and I I, I don't know why you're still talking. So I I apologise. <laughs> no, no. I can, to be fair, for someone that's generally quite quiet, um, it's only when I'm in a group I'm very quite quiet, like in the live streams. But you get me kind of with one other person, I don't yeah. shut up. <laughs> same here, same here, and that and that's why I think this format's proved quite popular so far because no, I think it, I agree. I it agree. gives people the opportunity to talk one-on-one about games the games that they love, that they love. yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that absolutely yeah so talking about which shall we get on with some games I was just going to say <laughs> like half an hour in and we've just been talking about Sonic and <laughs> That's that's perfectly normal. I mean, I mean, we had gas head on. I think we spoke the whole show about football. So, oh, <laughs> that's cool. That is yeah. Cool. Right. So, have you? I take it you've you picked eight games, yeah? Do you know what I have? And I yeah. struggled with some of these because I kept on finding games that I wanted, but obviously I could only have eight. Yeah. Um, and then I tried to pick out a game for a different system for every game. And yeah. then obviously I, re- I, I noticed that Shocks had said two Mario games, obviously Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins and Super Mario Kart. So then I was like, right, I'm having two of another character's games then. Um, because of that. So I did change it a few times as well. So uh, yeah, it was not the easiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I know, I know. People were just... To, um, my guest last week, um, Tom, um, who's known as Brahelia on YouTube, um, yeah. he chose games and then he changed his mind <laughs> twice. <laughs> Oh so, yeah, it's, it's not as easy as you might. But you think, ah, yeah. oh, 
oh, eight games, I can do that. And you start to do it on, the, on my shelves, and I'm just like, uh, yeah. I want that and that, and I want that and that and that and that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, on on the pilot episode, which was just myself picking games, um, yeah. I picked, obviously, eight games, brilliant. But then um, a few weeks ago, I think it was episode 17, mm. where my guest didn't show up, so... We had a backup plan. We had uh, Harry Yak came on and he became the host and I became the guest. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so um, I picked, again, eight completely different games. <laughs> oh, I bet you thought you had to get to pick eight more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, I, no, I think I, no, I think I had one duplicate, but yeah, mostly different games. <laughs> oh, nice one. That's yeah. awesome. Um, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'll... Um, if you just tell me your first game, because I've completely yeah, forgot what I was going to say. Because um, we'll, we'll mention another, another topic and we'll end up digressing again. Um, okay, the first one I came up with was, um, I know obviously Shox mentioned Super Mario Kart, um, which is obviously a fantastic game in its own right. But I came up with Super Mario World on the SNES. Super Mario World on the SNES. Absolutely fantastic game. Oh, my days. Um, 96 levels, which was one of the biggest selling points about it, in my opinion. Like, meant it was such a big game. Um, and what I loved about it as well is that um, a lot of people um, kind of went around the map and um, got to Bowser's castle, defeated Bowser, and they thought that was it. But um, there's actually another secret part of the map that not too many people know about where you can go up to what's called Star World, mm-hmm. and you can basically transport up into the sky, and um, you've got a whole new set of levels. And when you get to the middle of the star, then it gives you a, a, like a, third, a further like, like eight more levels as well, and it was just like... It's mad. Everything was just like secret in that game. It was brilliant. So does that take it past 96 levels then? Yeah, well, basically, yeah. when you get to Star World, yeah. um, you basically, there's obviously five points at the star, mm-hmm. and then um, you basically have to find another secret and just get to the middle of it, and it's so difficult to find, and you have to use the, the feather cape, but they're like, giving yourself like a big run-up, and then you have to basically fly over, and it's like right at the top of the level. It's all completely secret, and it's hidden right at the top. Um, mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, and then you basically go into the middle of the star and then you get another new set of levels as well. Excellent. So uh, not too many people know about that because even when you go on the secret levels, it actually is like a sign saying, um, we're amazed you've made it this far. Not many people have, so... <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, there's something similar in... Well, not really similar, but it reminded me of something in Grand Theft Auto when you, you get to an area of the map that you weren't supposed to get to. It says you weren't supposed to see this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, things like that. And you, feel, yeah. you sort of think to yourself, I wonder how many other people have managed to do that. Um, yeah. Funny thing is, actually, on, with Super Mario World, I've actually done a completed um, playthrough of it from start to finish Why I show all the secrets in the game. Right. Um, so I don't just do a, a kind of a rush, like, just quickest route through the game when it's completed. I I show, if there's, say, more than one exit in one level, I'll show the main exit and the hidden exit, and I'll just, basically, I slaughtered it to death. Um, and um, I did a whole um, playthrough, and it was, it, it, I think it was about 26 parts in the end. I was just about to say, was that just one big part, or was it several? Was it a series? No, it's about, it's about, it's about 26 parts, something like that, because I had a limit on YouTube at the time as well, at 15 minutes. Uh, and also, um, just having so many parts, no one's going to sit through the whole thing. It would just be ridiculous. Um, so I did all that and I just showed all the secrets a lot of people might not have known about um, so uh, so yeah but it's one of the biggest games um, really that there is um, so uh, yeah just massively nostalgic for me Sorry. there's a channel on there's a channel on YouTube called CubeX have you heard of that? why have I heard of it? Cube, Cubex. it's just basically 
I thought it was one guy that just did loads and loads of long plays, but it's actually a website. And people submit their long plays of yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. I know what it rings a bell now, yeah. Yeah, and you're saying that um, you wouldn't have done it as one part, but that's what a lot of people on there do. They just put on one big game through. Like, sometimes it can go on an hour and a half, two hours, <laughs> some of these videos. You, the thing is, yeah. you can, but for yeah. me also, it's just having the time to do it all in one session. I mean, obviously, if it's late at night... Obviously, you start to get tired as well. Yeah. There's so many parts. Obviously, luckily, the game saves um, pretty much um, every time you like um, complete a, a mini castle and something, so you know when it's saving and, and you know where you can get up to. And then you can just turn it off and then start it back up again, going from where you left off. So Yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't know if I could sit through for a full hour and a half. As well as anything else, that must be a nightmare to upload. You know, it's bad enough for uploading some to YouTube that's 10 minutes, I mean, an hour and a half. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't the easiest of things, because you've got to try and get the editing right at the end as well, and, and then it'll export it from your software you're using to your desktop, and then get it to upload as well then to YouTube. It's a very lengthy process. And to have to do that 26 times over, yeah. uh, and also try not to die um, if you can help it on the game, because people don't like seeing you die. Um, no. uh, and if you keep on doing it, they're going to get annoyed. So a lot of my editing was sort of cleverly done but then people did sort of notice my life count was up and down like no one's business ah <laughs> uh, yeah because I would kind of edit out the dies <laughs> yeah that, that's an interesting topic so then I'm going to digress again here again but um, cool. um T-Dex asked this T-Dex Space Station asked this question on one of his recent videos yeah uh, what makes a good gameplay video and he was saying like um, he enjoys people playing the game like just playing it as you would Get it out of the box and discovering how to play it and things like, like that, and that's kind of the way that's kind of the way I do it. But I sometimes wonder, should I edit it together so that it makes it look as if I know what I'm doing, or should I just leave it raw? I don't really know yeah. the best way of doing it. No, it's a very very good point yeah. uh, to be honest. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, it depends how many times you die. For me, like I'm always trying not to die at all if I can help it. But there will be times where you'll get that one level that will just really hack you off. Yeah. Um, and um, if I find I'm dying way too many times, it's just, maybe it's just me convincing myself that people are get annoyed, going to get annoyed. Maybe they won't. Um, but I just sometimes have, have just thought, oh, I'll just... And I think also because I was limited to 15 minutes back in the day, yeah. um, by taking out some of the times that I died, I saved minutes so that I can get it down to the, you know, the right amount so it doesn't go over because otherwise it's not going to go up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably say that if you can do it without having to edit too much, it is better because people think it's too generic. Then it's too yeah. unnatural, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking back to before I had a YouTube channel, which was only a couple of years ago, um, yeah. and what I used to look for because I, I basically that's why I get into it because I, I've, I've looked at people's videos and I kind of want to do it as well. Mm. But when I, when I looked up videos, I wanted to see how to play the game, if you know what I mean. So Yeah. Um so I'm wondering if when I'm doing videos I should be doing them more edited together so that and people like me back in the day are searching for how to do it or yeah. but I, in saying that I enjoy videos now more for just getting to grips with the game. <laughs> you know, so it's a weird one. It's weird. It is it no it's definitely yeah. an interesting one and and a topic that could probably be, you know, discussed a hell of a lot further as well in yeah. detail. Um, but no, it's, it's yeah. yeah I, I think I think if you can get away with um, trying to do it as, as naturally as you can, then I could, probably probably is better. Um, 
But I think because I've had a lot of experience with editing in general, yeah. um, I've sometimes done it where he had he, maybe like um, Mario's jumped and he's actually going to go into the fire and I die. But actually, I, I kind of cut it mid-jump and then kind of as he goes to fall, I kind of grab it and another yeah. kind of attempt, if you like, and it looks really smooth as if it's all one, you know, all one attempt. Yeah. See that? Sometimes I fool people into thinking that has been just one attempt, but if they've looked at the life count, it's suddenly jumped. <laughs> oh, you'd get somebody. You'd get somebody that would notice it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think I would, but you'd get somebody that would notice you'd it. You get someone that would just yeah. be like, "Where did your life count go?" And you're just like, "Yeah, my bad." But it's yeah. good experience to kind of practice new editing as well. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing as well. I would I would love to be able to do that as well, but I just don't have the patience or the time <laughs> to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you either want to put in the effort, or you just yeah. like ah, sod that. <laughs> it's, it's not like it's. I mean, we're all busy. We're all working during the day and things like that. It's and I, I, yeah, I throw my hands up. I think a lot of my videos are probably rushed out, and I can do so much better. Well, at the, end, yeah. at the end of the day, like you only really have enough time a lot of the time to just play a game. You don't yeah. really want the added hassle and, and yeah. you know, extra added time of just editing it because you just want to kind of get it done. Right, I've got the footage I need. Now it's going on YouTube. I don't want to have to worry about now prolonging prolonging it um, by worrying about unnecessary editing. I can just put it straight on there. Exactly, yeah. It's a fine balance because people want a lot of content, but at the same time they want quality content. So it's hard, it's hard to do both. I yeah, think. yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I, I go for quantity rather than quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that, that's cool. I can, I probably agree with that. To be fair. <laughs> Look, yeah. um, I think I did a, a NBA 2K14. I don't do a lot of sports games really, but I have a sports one every now and again. And I done an NBA 2K14. It's just me getting totally humiliated by the computer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Super Mario course brilliant game I think that's been picked a few times before I'm not surprised I just had to I, I saw it on my shelf and I was just like yeah you're definitely going in there there's no doubt about that one <laughs> and that's coming from a Sonic man as well yeah <laughs> I am a huge Sonic fan yeah. but I have a huge soft spot for, for Mario as well he definitely is up there with, with Sonic they're definitely Sonic just slightly for me overtakes but Mario is still very high very high would you say you're more of a this is probably a full can of worms again, but it, were you more of a Nintendo or a Sega man back in the day? Definitely Sega. I grew up yeah. on Sega consoles. Definitely, yeah. like my first one of my first consoles I ever played ever was the Sega Master System, sure. um, and then I went through the Mega Drive from there, and then I think it was the, after then that I got the SNES. So I'd experienced a hell of a lot of Sega before I even had my first glimpse of Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and obviously I just then ran them both together at that point. But my initial kind of glimpses were, were Sega. And at that point I've just been so hooked by it. Nothing was going to kind of, you know, take over. And it, and it hasn't ever since. So, um, but Nintendo are an absolutely amazing um, obviously company and, and the consoles will, will always stand the test of time. But yeah. just for me, I grew up with Sega and that's always going to be the, the kind of predominant um company and systems kind of for me as a gamer so it's, it's good to hear that because a lot of i'll say most of the people i know through youtube are all nintendo fanboys yeah yes yeah. cool well my the funny thing is um and the first time i ever played a nez was about four years ago wow i never played a nez before that like, i got my nez so late um so you know a lot of my nintendo stuff was very very late and the sega stuff was kind of at the right time but nintendo kind of just flag behind a little bit for me <laughs> well I get my first Nintendo well I did I had a Nintendo Wii 
about four years ago with my wife, but I only played it twice and I sold it. I just couldn't be bothered with it. Yeah. But uh, so I had my first Nintendo properly, if you like, about six weeks ago on Nintendo Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever owned a Nintendo and I love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've got so many systems. It's just, it is ridiculous. It really is. <laughs> hopefully, we'll need to sell this one for money. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I mean, I'm so tempted to get the Wii U. I really am, but I just can't. I've just not got the space. Just not got the space. Yeah, yeah. there's only so many, there's only so many <laughs> consoles you can have. There is, and you have to get to a stage where it's sort of like, I have to hold it here now because it's just getting silly because you just keep adding yeah. and nothing comes away. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm looking at my cabinet just now. I've got in there a PS3, yeah. a PS4, yeah. an Xbox, a PS2. Mm-hmm. Um take a mega drive upstairs yeah oh, it's numerous handhelds <laughs> it's just a wee bit over the top <laughs> yeah no I'm like I'm like original Xbox PS1 GameCube Dreamcast Sega Saturn SNES Master System Mega Drive PS2 PS1 <laughs> PSP two Philips CDIs uh, N64 NES wow DS Game Boy Color Game Boy Advance just where do you stop Xbox 360, Xbox One, you've got to stop. <laughs> Atari Lynx. <laughs> and a Lynx. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, you Game Gear. What with the one that I forgot? Yeah. yeah. And you've literally just got... I'm, I'm at a stage now, I've just got to stop. I'm not quite that bad, but I'm, I'm a bit of a Sony fanboy, so I've got, I've got every Sony console apart from the PS1 at the moment. I used to have one, but I'm going to get one. <laughs> okay. no, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, I'm at the stage now, I just, I can't just, I've got a Wii as well, an, an original Nintendo Wii. Justify anything else at the minute. To get a Wii U would just be mental. I think um, anyone that knows me would just be like, um, not, not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Should we push on with some of these games? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to try not to digress too much more, but you know what it's like. I'm generally quite quiet, it's completely ironic. Um, yeah. Right. Number two I came up with was um, Gears of War 3 on Xbox 360. Ooh, a modern game. A modern game. I thought I'd jump a little bit, which I think Chucks did the same as well with Fallout 3. It but did. Um, Yeah, um, I love the Gears of War uh, franchise. Obviously, Epic Games. that have recently just sold it to Microsoft. Um, but um, I love that series to death. I actually love it to death. Um, I've recently just picked up Judgment. I know it's been out ages. But um, I'd never owned it, so I've just picked that up as well, and I've um, just sort of started that. But um, I just love, I just love the actual, the whole um, third person element. I love third person shooters anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I just love the storyline. Obviously, Marcus Phoenix, the main character, love the storyline. Um, the graphics are great, um, and um, I just get such a rush from it. Uh, ever since I played the first one, I just wanted more and more and more. And then obviously they did the trilogy. And then I kind of got the impression that they were going to hold it there and it wasn't really going to um, kind of surface anymore. And then obviously we now get the news that they're looking to do a fourth one. Um, it's just some of the best news that I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel. That's exactly the, the way I felt about two weeks ago when I found out they were bringing out uh, Forza Horizon 2. Yes, <laughs> yes. I've got Forza 5 yeah. on Xbox One and it's a stunning game. Absolutely stunning. The graphics are just out of this world um, so I can totally agree with you there Horizon does look really decent yeah it's brilliant anyway um, <laughs> Gears of War <laughs> uh, using the Unreal Engine 3 uh, engine yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, I've been a huge fan of the Unreal game since back in the day a huge fan of Unreal Tournament I've got Unreal Tournament 3 on the 360 
Um, I just right the way through from the beginning, I've always been an, an unreal fan. Um, so yeah, and then just obviously went straight onto gears from there. And uh, yeah, absolutely love that too. So got, I can't fault it in any way, shape, or form. Um, they really did, did outdo themselves, Epic Games, with that. So I tell you what, I think is a big difference for me for for, for these kind of, especially. Well, not especially, but first-person first shooters, but recent games are guilty of this as well. Mm. See companies that bring out the same game year after year, every single year. Mm. And Like Call of Duty, do we need to have a Call of Duty game every year, really? Yeah, Call of Duty's yeah. been... I think Call of Duty's been done to death. I mean, yeah. I've got quite a few of the games, because yeah. I, I did enjoy them, but I know what you mean, you do get to those where it's just like, when's it going to end, because they're yeah. slaughtering it now. Uh, I mean, I do have Call of Duty Ghosts, but... Um, they're looking to do advanced warfare they're bringing out at some point yeah. um, and it is a case of like when is it going to actually finish yeah. um, because it is being done to death because um, obviously yeah. you get the main game and then you get all the downloadable content that comes after that and all the map packs and it just goes on and on and on and on yeah but it's, but it's Years of War is one of those games that doesn't have to come out every single year and it's, no, probably, it's not. And, I think it's, and I think it's I think it's probably better for it that's what I love about Gears, yeah. that you don't have to have one all the time. Because I think if you, I think by doing that with Call of Duty, I think it's not necessarily always a good thing because of the fact people can get quite restless with it. Uh, whereas, like you say, with Gears, um, people have been kind of kept waiting for a bit. So when it does come out, they're really hyped up for it. Um, and it gives, them, it gives them more time, I think, to complete the previous release as well, as opposed to, like, I'm still playing through Ghosts, and then like suddenly Advanced Warfare's coming out, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, Whereas there's more time to kind of enjoy the game and really, really take it in and the environments and really, really appreciate it for what it is before you then can say, right, now let's see what the next one's about. Um, so that's what I love about Gears and that's what I don't necessarily love really that much about about Call of Duty. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <Right. laughs> um, okay, let's move on to the third one. Okay. It's okay with uh, yourself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, third one for me... Um, being a Sonic fan, it's going to be in there somewhere, um, and there's so many out there to choose from. I mean, Sonic Generations on the 360 is an amazing release. What they did with that, putting 2D and 3D Sonic together, um, was one of the best things they could have ever done, um, and I just love that game. Um, and there's so many others to choose from, but I actually put down Sonic 2 on the Mega Drive. Uh, Sonic 2, any particular reason for the second one? Um, I could have said Sonic 1, and again, um, love that game to bits as well. Um, the reason I said Sonic 2 is it's one of the longer Sonic games. Yeah. Um, so you get to enjoy it for longer. Um, the music in that game is great because I'm very big on my computer game music as well as um, the gameplay um, as well. I like to listen to uh, both aspects and appreciate yeah. both aspects. Because totally. um, I don't think a lot of people appreciate the music, not just in games but in films, as much as it should be. A, a lot of people see them as more background noise. Um, mm. And I, I, for me, I think that's a massive shame because... The funny thing is, if people, um, if the music was suddenly taken away, people would wonder where it was gone. But then when it is there, they don't really necessarily pay much attention to it. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, being a musician, I'm going to be maybe slightly biased in that respect. But I, I think that, you know, music in games and films aren't appreciated as much as it should be. But anyway, that's a different topic. Um, <laughs> but, um, but Sonic 2, um, what, as I said, one of the longest Sonic games. And I'm probably going to embarrass myself here by saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway, just because I've mentioned it now. I didn't complete Sonic 2 at all until about two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing embarrassing about that. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I own Sonic 2. Mm. Oh, oh, you can do it. Oh, right. Right, right back in the day, I, I had the game, mm. but I could never ever uh, defeat the the final 
couldn't do it, couldn't do it, and you know, I just gave up. And then two years ago, I was like, right, I've got to do this because this is getting ridiculous now. But I don't know <laughs> any other people that I know of that haven't, haven't, haven't done it. And then just spent like a good few hours on it, and suddenly I, I finally did it. <laughs> Perseverance is a wonderful thing. <laughs> it was one of the most yeah. euphoric feelings yeah. in the world. I was like, yes, I'm finally normal. I'm the same as everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, a bit random, that one. But yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't really get a chance to do it properly until then. But as a game, obviously, it's fantastic. There are so many levels. Um, just to pick out a few, obviously, Casino Night Zone. Um, yeah, I'll great one. Um, obviously, Chemical Plant, yeah. fantastic as well. And the music's just just so upbeat and catchy. And you can just, you're humming along to it as you're playing the game as well, which is great. Um, yeah. Oil Ocean Zone, Metropolis Zone. I could go on and on and on, but again, there's so many great zones in that <laughs> game. Yeah, I must admit, I've never completed Sonic 2 myself, but that's not because I was stuck at it, it's just because I've never got into it. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I love yeah. the fact that you can put the cartridge on top of the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge, and you can suddenly um, port Knuckles straight into the game, and now suddenly Knuckles is, is in the levels, um, which I thought was a great idea, because you can start climbing walls, and you can glide with them, and it gives you a bit more of an enhanced experience with the gameplay as well, because doing things that Sonic can't do. Um, and you can do that in Sonic 3 as well, but you can't do it in Sonic 1, which I thought was a bit, bit strange to not get Knuckles in Sonic 1. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I love the fact you can, you can port Knuckles into it as well. There's something I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, some reason. Sonic 1, I think you can't do it in Sonic 1, probably because um, Knuckles wasn't, maybe not even created, or not, maybe it was too early on in the stages of Knuckles' creation to be able to put yeah. in 1. Um, but uh, yeah, you can do it in 2 and 3, which is really good. And the multiplayer levels on those games are great as well, to play two-player people with split screen. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Cool, Sonic 2. Which one was it? Was it? I think it was Sonic 3, wasn't it? That Michael Jackson supposedly had a hand in the music. Yeah, apparently yeah. he had he had influences with the ending credits in yeah. Sonic 3. Um, someone did tell me actually. I think it was his song Jam. Um, yeah. No, his song Jam. I think was inspired by Casino. No, by Carnival Night Zone. Right. I believe um, people might um, um, uh, correct me on that. Um, and then the ending credits was also inspired by another one of his songs as well. But I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. Someone did tell me a while ago, but um, it's left my head. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. He did have very strong um, records. I, I think music is retro music in games is brilliant, and I think that's something that's missing from modern gaming. It's all very well having great soundtracks in games, but the actual music that you used to get is, for me, is missed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of orchestral music as well, and obviously doing music at uni, I was immersed in everything you can think of. Yeah. But, um, I've actually got a few albums of just literally orchestral computer game music that's been played by like, the London Symphonic Orchestra. Cool. Um, and uh, it's just, for me, it's just an amazing experience to be able to hear it by, played by a full orchestra. It's just, uh, it's just out of this world. Yeah. So. I mean, have you ever tried playing Sonic 2 with the sound off? It just isn't the same. No, it just doesn't work. <laughs> That's what I was saying earlier. Like, if you used to turn it off, people would go, oh, turn it back on again. You know, where's the music? But then, with it being there in general, people don't, I, I feel, appreciate as much as it should be. It's taken for granted, I think, a lot of the time. And a lot of the composers and, and you know, writers of it, I, I think, just deserve more credit, yeah. personally. Even back in the day, back in the 80s, before, like, you had better record sound in the, kind of, 16-bit. Yeah. yeah. Even back in the day, like... Like the little simple tunes you could get in, like even Spectrum games and things like that. Amstrad, oh. they're amazing. 
Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sonic Sonic music in general has been remixed and remixed and remixed so many times. But the thing that I like about that is that you know, remixes take kind of modern day dance beats, if you like, or dubstep beats, or whatever they want to use, and then they stick it with obviously earlier kind of sounding music, and it's it's kind of two different eras kind of suddenly thrown together as well, which I yeah. think is a really cool idea, and it really does work. And uh, yeah, you know, computer game music that's modernised in that respect as well, I think it's a really good thing and really interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, you know, um, I think you probably will speak to this guy on Friday as well. Um, Nighty's video game did. I don't know. I don't know if Rich was on the show on Friday. Who, who was on it? The Nighty's video game did. Was he on? No, he wasn't. But he, wasn't. Does, he does comment on um, some yeah. of my videos and on some of the um, yeah. collaboration stuff I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really nice guy. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say I had a point here, and I forget. He's, he's into this. Uh, ah, I remember now. He's, he's into this kind of. Is it called Chipton music or something? Chipton. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. he's uh, he's been going on a, um, a lot about that recently and how he's really into all that stuff. I take. I mean, I'm not really familiar. Is, is this just kind of the technology they used to make computer music back in the day or something? Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's another channel called Nes Tunes as well, yeah. and they've yeah. got their own Facebook. And yeah, they basically take they perform um, Nintendo music. Yeah. Um, and that's do it in kind of in a live format if you like, and they kind of modernise it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a similar thing. Like yeah, it's really, really good, really good, and it keeps the music alive as well for like young, the younger generation that are coming yeah. through as well. To kind of really appreciate what we grew up with ourselves. Yeah. Well, so, love all that. Yeah, Michael Burhan had a chip tune, guy on his um, podcast on Saturday. Oh sweet. Uh, he's got this podcast. Uh, I got gameplay, which goes out on the same network here. Yes. Uh, on Saturday night, and he had a chip, uh, chip tune guy. I'm struggling to say that word. <laughs> chip tune guy um, on the show on Saturday. I've not actually listened to it yet myself, but I, I've I've got it on my podcast to to listen to. But um, that might be an interesting one to listen to. Yeah, no, I'll yeah. check that out. Now that I'm now kind of officially part of the network, which I'm yeah. very privileged to to be able to be, um, I will definitely start getting involved and interacting and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great. I'm just. Yeah, just feeling very humbled at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few different. I think there's a different podcast every night on this network now. So yeah, in fact, plenty uh, to get involved in. Sorry. No, sorry, mate. Yeah. No, I was going to say. Um, I think um, I remember Adrian Watkins. Um, Adrian Watkins, sorry, was saying earlier that um, there's actually another show he's part of this evening at eight, half eight before we went on. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I meant to say that earlier on. Um, we're kind of. Going head to head, I'm sure more people are watching him, but. <laughs> ah, that's alright. We're putting more people on that one anyway, so. Yeah. Um, if anyone's watching that one, I hope you're enjoying it, because Aiden's uh, is an awesome bloke. So, But uh, I did see that, and I sort of thought we're going to overlap slightly, which is obviously a good thing, because it means everything's running in parallel, which I think is quite nice. Yeah. Quite multifunctional, so. Yeah. Right, that's right. And the good, the good thing about this one is, as well, if people don't get the opportunity to listen to it, it, within half an hour of this show ending, it will automatically upload to iTunes. Oh, nice, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> have, have, have you got an iPhone, yeah? Yes, I yeah. do. So just go into your podcast app, um, type in, um, either type in Desert Island Games or Retro Online or something like that, Sweet. and it'll come up, you can just subscribe to it, and it comes up with all the kind of shows. I will be doing that as soon as we, as soon as we yeah. finish. <laughs> you can, uh, for the folks at home, you can listen to all the archived editions of these Island Games on your iPhone. Do it. Do <laughs> do it. It's a lot of fun. Do it. You must do it. If you've got um, two hours 
two hours times <laughs> 27 shows, uh, we've got 49, whatever, I think. <laughs> whatever, I can't do maths. But we've got that many hours to pass, then, then that's then, the way to do it. Then yeah. knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> Or just have it on in the background when you're doing other stuff. Yeah, that's so bizarre. Um, in the early days that I was doing this, yeah. and Gashead said to me in, in a comment or something, he said, oh, I was listening to um, Desert Island Games and they went to work in my car. Uh, it's, just, it's just bizarre to think about people listening to like this. And yeah, that, that is weird. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool, actually, because you, obviously you can do that as well, which is really, really decent. So why not? I mean, it seems like listening to old like video game soundtracks on your way to work or if you're on the train. Like, I, I once listened to some old soundtracks from the Philips CDI on my iPod on the train to London once. And there's people like going about their, their days like reading newspapers. <laughs> and, and there's me sitting there listening to like Dymo's Quest and like Burn Cycle on my iPod from the Philips CDI <laughs> from like 1995. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, now, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Pretty, I mean, I've I've been into listening to podcasts for years. I mean, I, I started off listening to Finsley Kim, you know the that show Lost it was on. Yeah, it's on. I, yeah. I, I would listen to like um, Ian Lee um, did a podcast, the official UK Lost podcast. I used to listen to things like that, and ever since that, I've been into like podcasts. So the, I think it's just bizarre that you can now go to iTunes and get my podcast. Weird. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. That is bizarre. I mean, yeah, I used to listen to Ian Lee when he was on LBC ninety-seven point three on the radio. Yeah, um, he was he was great. He was absolutely great on that. Um, I used to listen to a, a weekly podcast as well. I think um, is it Johnny Johnny Millennium, um, one of the really famous. Oh, the Happy Console Gamer. That's it, Happy yeah. Console Gamer. That's it. He used to do. Well, I think he might still do it actually. But um, the thing is, the episode is so long. In the end, like my 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 computer couldn't keep up with it because I set it to download every episode mm. automatically. But because they were so long, I kept running out of memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But well, I used to enjoy listening to those as well. That's another one. I don't know if you knew this, but it was either episode three or four of Desert Island Games. My guest was none other than. Then. Rob Mann from Happy Console Gamer. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> that is decent. That is so uh, fun. Um, I bet that was an absolute hoot. A hoot, absolute well, hoot. It was, people kept saying, oh, you're so lucky to speak to Rob Mann and all this. And I'm like, to be honest with you, at, at that particular time, I didn't know how decent idea who he was. <laughs> also, yeah. I do now. You know, obviously, I've spoke to him and I've subscribed to his channel and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I, so, you know, it's always the way, though, isn't it? Always yeah. the way. I had to uh, set up to, that's a Friday night and it's Saturday morning, I set up to 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, oh. before, and then uh, that's, well, that's when you come on at 4 o'clock and that's me until 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's hardcore, that is. <laughs> well, I think, I thought it was quite, well, obviously uh, it's a, I didn't really know the guy, but I was told before it, because it was Michael that booked the guest for me. Michael oh, right. Bohan, and he said, um, and, and Steve as well said, this is a really big one. Uh, I know it's four o'clock in the morning, but this is major. If you can do this, <laughs> it'd be brilliant. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll stay up to four in the morning. Yeah. Good, good <laughs> for doing it, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think it, was, I think it helped. That is. Yeah. And then I had, um, I had Steve Benway was on Show 20. You've got a, you, you can't do a show without Steve Benway. He's just an absolute yeah. legend. You just can't. I've been, I've been really, really lucky with the guests of yourself included. Oh, cheers, man. I'm not very, very well, very prevalent compared to Steve Benway and Happy Console Gamer. I just do what I can, really. I just share my love with everybody else. Like, yeah. see, I've been on I've been on YouTube for a long time, and I 
there's a lot of people that I used to chat to in the first stages when I first joined that sort of grew out of it and have moved on and they don't do the stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, and I had a massive hiatus of about a year where I just didn't do anything because I just, not lost interest, but I got so busy and I just fell out of it. Yeah. And for, so for me, this time, me being here today, is actually my second attempt at doing all my YouTube stuff. Right. So I've kind of had a first time and now a second time round because I very nearly didn't come back. Yeah. Um, very, very nearly. But then so many people were like, are you mad? Like, come back, like, we miss you and all this stuff, which, again, I found really humbling. That's great. Um, and since I've come back, it's probably been one of the best things I've ever done, so... <laughs> Yeah, I can literally do, doing this and having a conversation. Having a conversation to this has been brilliant for me as well. It's yeah, helped, it's helped so much. Yeah, I, I give all credit to you. I really do. But <clears throat> when I first started my YouTube, people don't know this, but mostly mostly people in Israel, online, they've maybe been on for about a year. I've had my channel for about two and a half years or something. Um, but my first year with just me practicing and getting to know how to work things. But yeah, I'm talking about, I would say I first actually spoke on a, on a video was uh, September last year or something. That's good, because you'll see yeah. you build yourself up to it. And then when you finally make a bit of a breakthrough, so you feel good about yourself and you're yeah. excited about what other people are going to think and stuff, it's, yeah. it's a good thing, it's a good feeling. Uh, imagine talking on a video for the first time and then within weeks I'm doing this. <laughs> it's kind of a, a fairly big jump, but it's a yeah. you've accomplished a big thing then in that respect. Yeah. And it's the first ever podcast that I've ever been part of that's ever gone out, you know, live on YouTube and a website as well. So for me, it's quite a big thing as well. So. <laughs> yeah, people come on and um, Tom, who was on last week, said I'm really nervous, and I, I sometimes forget. I mean, I've done that. I've done it that often now. I don't even think about it. But I suppose, yeah, yeah the first show, the first one of these I did, I was nervous as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I can imagine, and I can totally relate as well. I mean, yeah. if I'd started off with podcasts and then gone to my face, I'd have been probably terrified. But I think because I've done my face and I'm going not necessarily backwards, but I'm going the other way in a, in a, in a sense. I didn't feel as scared as I probably would have been if I'd started off with, you know, podcasts and now I'm suddenly showing my face. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it just. I think I was apprehensive, but now we've been talking for a little while. I'm I'm a lot more comfortable. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the uh, appearing on camera is going to be the major jump. Yeah, and again, only ever do it when you feel ready. I mean, for me, I was lucky that I was doing my piano stuff already, like I was saying. So I already had my face on camera, so people could already see me. Yeah. But obviously, if I if I'd started off doing stuff from behind the camera, I would have been exactly the same. So it's it's nothing, you know that penalises you as an individual, it's something that everyone's going to obviously go through that do it. So, yeah. P- People have been very encouraging. Um, yeah. And, and because yeah. because of that, because I felt really humbled that people have been encouraging, I've tried, I've, I've did tests, I've, I've done tests, um, I filmed myself a few weeks ago doing a makeup video, and mm. I watched it back, and I was like, ah, I can't put that in, I can't put that on. Okay. <laughs> I just okay. can't. It's, but I'll get... I've got um, my eyes go over the place. Right. Well, uh, yeah. one thing you can do, just yeah. as a thought, yeah. is um, you probably know anyway. You can you can upload your videos as unlisted. Yes, I do. So you can do it. Yeah. So that obviously, you only have certain people can see them. Um, yeah. It's not obviously public. It's it's, mm. it's private. So you can always, if you ever felt you wanted to upload a bit of material uh, and then send it to a few people, more than welcome to send anything to me, um, anybody else, and just see. And then uh, we'll obviously we'll give you. 
obviously an honest opinion um, and obviously help you along the way and then if you wanted to then use that as you know some helpful feedback to then see where you want to go from now so again you're more than welcome to do so yeah I appreciate that that's, uh, that's a good idea hmm. yeah. just a thought really <laughs> yeah. uh, Steve who's Retro Unlimited he persuaded me once um, on one of the streams uh, a few weeks back now um, but it was late on towards the end he just said just put your camera on just put it on so I did put it on so I was on the stream on my, my face was on the stream for about half an hour oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. good. that's good that's a good step you know obviously yeah. towards, towards getting there that's brilliant uh, oh. and as you know I was on Gashead's toilet as well <laughs> you was do you know yeah. I did see it and again yeah. I thought you was great I thought you came across really well I thought you were very, very humorous um, I had no problems with that whatsoever obviously it's a personal thing obviously um, but I, watching it as a viewer, um, yeah. I had no issues with it at all. I thought it was very well done, and you came across really well. So, uh, that means a lot. Thank you. It's all right. <laughs> pleasure, pleasure. We all help each other. Anyway, we get, we better get, we better get in some more of these games. <laughs> bad otherwise. Yeah. What are we on number four? We're well, number, <laughs> number four. <laughs> It's, 20, it's 10 past 10. Why <laughs> now? You and shots are on like seven or probably the last one. Um, right, number four. Right, um, it's a franchise that um, isn't around at the minute and there's been no info to say, unfortunately, that they are looking to do a new one at the moment. But um, Crash Bandicoot was Ooh, yeah. uh, a huge one for me. Um, grew up with all the games on the PS1, went straight through to PS2, pretty much have probably minus one or two, pretty much every Crash game they've ever done. Um, and uh, for me, it was Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back on the PS1 that I went for. Um, the first ones are absolutely brilliant, but just for me, the second one had a bit more of an edge to it. You can ride the polar bear as well in some of the levels, so it's very yeah. fast. You have to try and obviously dodge, dodge all the, the um, holes in the floor and you get to slide across the ice as well and obviously smash into the, into the boxes and stuff. Um, and it was just it just took the the whole kind of game up another uh, another notch if you like, mm-hmm. um, and just put it onto a whole new level. And uh, just for me, it was a just yeah a defining point for me when I was really getting into the crash stuff. Um, crash Bandicoot Free Walked again was really good too, but for me, I just felt the second one had a bit more of an edge. And there was a lot of secret stuff in that as well. Harping back to what I was saying in um, mm-hmm. Super Mario World, in Crash Two. Um, there was a lot of secret stuff in that where you had to try and find certain hidden coloured gems aside from the normal black ones, yeah. um, which took you to hidden areas and tra- teleported you to different um, different parts of the game, which you wouldn't necessarily get to if you just played the, the, the level normally. Um, and I was always one of those people that tried to find all the hidden stuff. So, um, yeah, you had to find all the, uh, the coloured gems to find the hidden areas. So I loved all that about it. It was very secretive. And I was like, can I, can I find it? Can I get there? It was, yeah. Yeah. Secrets in games are brilliant. Yeah, massively. I'm massive on all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, Crash Bandicoot for me is one of those um, franchises that you, it's got loads of replay value. There's so many games you can choose from. Obviously, you've got Crash Team Racing. They, obviously, they included the whole racing element as well to kind yeah. of to uh, racers as well. Um, and um, I just can't fault that game, that franchise at all. And, and uh, I think Naughty Dog would be mad to not release um, a new game for the Xbox One and PS4, in my opinion. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. I think it'd be a travesty if they never released another game again. Surely they will. Surely they will. Hope so. I hope so. But um, for me, definitely Crash, Crash Bandicoot 2 um, is a huge one for me. Do you think Crash Bandicoot ever had um, had a chance of being as big as Sonic or Mario? Oh, I think wasn't Crash Bandicoot 
Sony's main mascot as well, like Sonic is for Sega at yeah. one, one point. Um, it's, for me, I think, again, they're all almost level pegging. I think you've got, for me, like Sonic's just at the top, and I think you've got Mario and Crash just underneath on the same level. I think, I think for me, Mario and Crash are a level, um, but um, Sonic's just literally tipping over the edge, just ever so slightly. Um, so uh, I think that's how it works for me. <laughs> uh, for you? For me personally, uh, yeah. Yeah, for me as well, yeah, Sonic. But I was always a uh, Sega guy, so that's yeah. probably, probably probably a bit biased there in that aspect. I oh, know that's, yeah. cool. that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I I think and realistically though, um, if I'm being honest, I think Mario's probably bigger overall. But I don't know. I might be no, right. at the end of the day, I'm I'm not going to sit here and go yeah. you're wrong because that's <laughs> like everyone's yeah. got their own obviously their own um. Uh, personal favourites and obviously yeah. you've got your Mario fans your Crash Bandicoot fans and obviously your, your Sonic yeah. fans and everything else and all Zelda fans etc um, so I'm not I'm not going to say anything at all to sway anyone else's decisions because it's all personal and it's all what you enjoy and what you grew up with so if you if you prefer Mario that's, that's brilliant because Mario is fantastic no I don't I prefer Sonic I'm just saying from my experience of watching people on YouTube and reading uh... I'm saying that not me I, no Sonic I'm I'm with you, Sonic's my favourite. Oh, okay, player. cool, cool, cool. No, I've, I've, never, I've, God, no, I've never, I've never, I've hardly played Mario games. I've played them, but you know, I was always Sonic. I'm just saying from a, an observation, observational point of view. Right. I've seen on the net, I think Mario was maybe bigger. But, no, do you know yeah. what? It, it, it's an interesting point actually because obviously you've got Sonic Boom. Um, yeah. is looking, is it's the new one that's coming out from yeah. Sega. Um, not just as a game, but also as a, as a TV series on Cartoon Network at the end of the year. Um, the TV series looks really awesome, but people have been slating the game side of it, um, which I think is a bit unfair because you've not really had too much released on it yet, apart from they're actually um, enhancing the designs of the characters and making them look slightly different, but they're still keeping the older the older designs as well and kind of running them in parallel with each other. Yeah. Um, so people are kind of slating the game um, because they just think it's going to be the same old stuff they've all, we've always had. Um, but with Mario, I see what you're saying. I think with obviously um, Mario Kart 8 that's, that's out, and obviously Super Mario 3D Land, yeah, um, which looks an absolutely amazing game as well. I think I don't know. I think maybe people are sort of thinking that Mario has been a bit more creative in certain respects, and maybe Sonic's just they're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know because obviously Sega have messed up quite a bit in the past with Sonic stuff. Like Sonic Unleashed was just an abomination. Yeah. Um, so I see, I can see exactly what you're saying, and from those kind of observations, it does make sense yeah you had a, have you ever tried Shadow the Hedgehog yeah yeah it was on the PS2 wasn't it and yeah the GameCube and the Xbox I do own it and I've actually got the walkthrough uh, strategy guide to it as well it's uh, it's, you know, it's an interesting take on the, the Sonic games themselves like obviously Sonic does make a slight appearance but um, the thing is like I kind of like what they did in a way like to, to give uh, kind of a Sega character kind of a gun and to have him kind of have that kind of um, I don't know maybe that kind of spin to it uh, I think it does work I think they were right to give it to Shadow I think to give it to Sonic would have given off the complete wrong impression because um, obviously Shadow's seen as the darker side so I think that's, that's the right thing to do um, I have not played it too much I'll be honest but I do own it I do need to look at it a bit more as well um, but no I do like what they did with it I think it was a good idea It's not. I don't think it's a, it was a bad thing at all um, I think it was good because it gave Shadow a chance to shine as well as because he only made his debut in Sonic Adventure 2 and then yeah. he went quite quiet 
Mm-hmm. He was in Sonic Heroes as well, but he didn't get much of a of a chance to really outshine um, himself. So with Shadow the Hedgehog, he was able to then really show what he could do. Yeah. Um, so I think in that respect, it was a really good idea because you get to see Shadow for what he really is and really appreciate him as a character. Yeah, I've, just, I just, I've heard people slate it before. Um, mm. I've never actually played it myself, but I keep seeing it in CX for like two pounds, and I keep seeing that. Same picked that up. Yeah, I've, I've, to be honest, I can't really comment either too much um, because again, I haven't really played it too often either. It was actually my brother's game, um, if I'm being honest, and then he left it here when he moved out. So um, I've not had a chance to really go through it myself because um, he played it a lot more. But. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, from what I've heard and the little bits I've played, I did quite like it. I mean, I might play a lot more of it at some stage and be like, nah, it's not for me. But at the moment, I can't really come into too much um, at all either. So. Cool. Fair <clears> enough. <throat> yeah. Should we move on to game five then? <laughs> Let's do <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, game five. Now, I actually then moved on to some of the Disney stuff. I'm a huge, huge fan of the Disney games on the Mega Drive and the Master System. Uh, I'll see things like World of Illusion, uh, Land of Illusion, <clears throat> um, Quackshot. Um, uh, the only one I don't like is Fantasia. I think that was an awful game. Mm. Way, too, way too hard, unfortunately. A great port of the film, but just way too hard. Unnecessarily hard. Um, but what I went for in the end was um, Cast of Illusion, but in a bit of a controversial twist, I've gone for the Master System version rather than the Mega Drive version. Ooh, uh, controversial right enough. It is, <laughs> it is. I mean, people might say to me, like... And they have done. Why would you choose the Master System over the Mega Drive one? It's mainly for me just because I played it more. It's a bit more nostalgic for me. I think a lot of the design, some of the levels are a bit more authentic, possibly, than the Mega Drive version. Like, for example, the toy level, which is the second set of levels in the game. On the Mega Drive version, the colouring is very quite bland and not very varied. It's very, like, all kind of two or three colours and that's it. Whereas on the Master System version, you've got so many different colours going on. Um, it just looks a lot more fun. It looks like a lot more work's gone into it. Um, and like I said, I've played it a lot more as well. So for me, I mean, I do love the Master System as a console anyway. Yeah, me too. And I like, I, sometimes I like being unique and breaking away from the norm. Yeah. Like, most people would say the Mega Drive version. So I do like being slightly a bit different as well. Um, <laughs> so so is, yeah. uh, sorry, is, is the Game Gear version basically the same as the Master System as well then? Yeah, yeah. That, uh, as far as I'm aware, I believe so because you can get Land of Illusion on the Game Gear, which is the Master. Yeah. System, obviously, that wasn't on the Mega Drive. Um, I believe Cast of Illusion on the Game on the Game Gear is the Master System version. Yeah. I'll probably search for that later, and I'll be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've actually played the Game Gear ones, but I've not played the Master System ones. Weirdly. Yeah, I believe it was, but without looking. Um, well, I'll, I'll Wikipedia as we speak. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I was I was gonna have a quick look, but I'll end up bashing buttons, and it'll end up picking up on the. <laughs> no, I, I've become, on a laptop. <laughs> I've became I've had to adapt to become quite good at multitasking around doing these things, so uh, I'll I'll look it up. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Will, you, will you talk some more about um, Castles of Illusion? Castles of Illusion. Mm. Uh, well, it's a game that it defines um, the whole. Disney kind of um, era of gaming on those consoles for me, really. I mean, I started off with Castle of Illusion, obviously, both on the Master System and the Mega Drive, then went over to Quackshot with Donald Duck. Loved that game. I think the level designs are great. You you can go to places like Luxembourg, Mexico, Transylvania. There's a whole varied range of different levels on that game, too. The music across the whole Disney range is is brilliant. Um, And uh, apart from Fantasia, uh, personally, I can't really fault any of the Disney games that are on those consoles at all. Um, 
I think they're absolutely brilliant. Um, but I think for me, Castle of Illusion, I've played more, and it kind of holds more of a, of a uh, nostalgic um, uh, thing for me. Um, so, but I love it on both consoles. Um, I just happen to have had more experience on the Master System version. I just think it just looks visually a bit more, uh, like more work's gone into it than the Mega Drive version. And again, people feel free to, you know, obviously disagree with me. Um, That's bizarre, isn't it? You'd think it'd be more more work going into it. Yeah, would, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. So. But I just personally, it's, it's, it, maybe it's a personal thing, um, and I know everyone's different. Um, I, I don't mind either way. What people are going to think either, really, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. It just says it was uh, late, later released for Master System and Game Gear, it doesn't actually say whether it was the same body game, so I don't know. I don't actually own it on the Game Gear, so I can't even turn mm. my computer on now and double check it. Yeah, um, and I was obviously, I, I played it on the Game Gear when I had my Game Gear last year, and I've not played it in the Master System. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, it, it, it'd be either one, um, but I mean, yeah, the, the master. I mean, I've actually got a master system converter for my Game Gear, so you plug it into the back of the Game Gear itself, and you actually then start putting master system parts in it, so you can actually play them on the Game uh, Gear without having to actually purchase the Game Gear. Yeah, I bought I bought one of those converters last year, shortly after I got the Game Gear, and I got it, and I was all excited. I I, I even went to my local retro game shop and bought a couple of master system games. I put it in, didn't work. Oh really? Uh, I bought it off of some guy on Game Traders on on oh. uh, Facebook for ten pound as well. I paid for that. Man, that's in work. Yeah. I mean, I got the mine's called the Master Gear Converter Two apparently, um, and I got that off of eBay and it was actually quite new when I got it. It hadn't been used very much, so I think I was quite lucky. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a big bummer. That is, that's a huge bummer. Yeah, I I don't know if it was me just doing something wrong, but I don't think it was. I think it was just a faulty pin. So, there you go. It does make it look quite big and bulky, but it works. <laughs> well, it's already big and bulky. So. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Cool, cool. So, anything to add to that game? Um, oh. Other than, oh, yeah. Other than it being a classic, I have to quickly say, if I can, that um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the remake of Cast of Illusion on the Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, yeah. I think... Yeah, we were talking about this actually in the um, live stream on Retro One Lit last Friday. I actually happened to mention it, and the guys were proper like, they jumped on the question as soon as I said it, and were like, really, really um, uh, rating it highly, yeah. um, which was really nice to hear actually. It wasn't just me. Um, but I think they've done a fantastic job of the game. Um, I think, um, rightly so, they were probably quite apprehensive as they didn't want to ruin the memories that people had of the, of the, of the classic yeah. version. Uh, and I, did, I think they didn't want to sort of act like they were treading on anyone's toes. Mm. Um, but I think they they really did pull it off, in my opinion. I think um, any reservations they had in the beginning that people weren't going to take to it, I think were completely mm. taken away as soon as the game came out. Um, because I, from the moment I put it on, I was just impressed continuously. There was yeah. I was always finding things as I was playing through the remake that I was getting more and more impressed by. Mm. Um, and even the final boss, when you uh, when you have to fight Michelle the witch, yeah. uh, I think the way she looks is very very impressive, very clear, very crisp. Um, and I think they've really outdone themselves by enhancing what was on the Mega Drive. And I think rather than ruin the experience that people had of the first one on Mega Drive, they've actually enhanced it and actually made it more accessible to the younger generation. Yeah. See, I think I think this is a problem with remakes. I think they're doomed to fail from the start because people will always have that mindset where it's why are you doing that? Why are you doing it? it should be, you shouldn't be make, remaking games. So I think these games are doomed from the start, no matter how good they make them. People are always going to slate them. Yeah, I think yeah. they're never going to 
win in some respects. People yeah. you often get people that just can't please everyone. Yeah. Uh, I think there is a lot of pressure on, on game companies when they do make the decision to do that to try and make it so that they don't ruin um, obviously the experiences that people have of the original. Um, there is a lot of pressure there. Um, so yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, yeah. But I think with Cast of Illusion, personally, I think they've really outdone themselves with it. <clears throat> and I thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish, thoroughly. And I will go back and play it again as well soon because I love it that much. <laughs> but it hasn't ruined the first one for me in any way, shape or form. I will still go back and play the Mega Drive and the Master System versions and still enjoy those immensely as well. One thing talk about remakes I, th- I think was really good is I'm hopping back to Monkey Island because <laughs> I love that game but mm-hmm. the, in the remake of Monkey Island for yeah. Xbox Live you could actually just press the select button and it would automatically turn it into the old game. Oh, sweet. So I think that that's something that uh, these remakes that come out I think they all should have that facility yeah. where you can just hit the select button or whatever and you can play the old one if you want. That's a really cool that's a really yeah. good point actually really good yeah, point. yeah absolutely. I mean, it's a bit similar to like when they take a game from a certain system and they re-release it on a on a later on a later system. It's still yeah. the same game, but they might add the odd extra thing in there as well. Like for example, I'm thinking of when they took Sonic One for the Mega Drive and they actually released it on the Game Boy Advance and called it Sonic Hedgehog Genesis. Yeah. What they did was they actually made it what's called an anniversary edition, where you could on the on the start screen you can either go through it as you would see it on the Mega Drive, or you can scroll down and go on an anniversary mode where it means you actually spin dash yeah. on Sonic One. Cool. Which you could never do in the actual Mega Drive version. You could never do that. You'd always hold down, press A, and you would just jump. Yeah. On the anniversary edition, suddenly now he can spin dash through Green Hill Zone. It was just like, wow, you can finally spin dash now on Sonic 1. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I think these these are nice touches. Yeah, I think rather than just rehashing it and just rebooting it for the, the uh, you know, later model, and that's it, to actually take the care and effort to actually actually put something extra in, I think it's just it's it's very much appreciated if they do that. Well, I'm hopefully going to be from tomorrow playing a remake on PlayStation Network um, yes. because Strider is you know oh, that get yes. remade. Appar- yes. Apparently, that is one of the free games on PS Network. Oh, decent. Uh, you know you, you can get the one the PlayStation Plus whatever it's called. You get free games. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be one of the free games tomorrow. I've I've heard. Oh, excellent. So I don't have a PS3 or a PS4, so anything on PS, uh, PlayStation Network, yeah. I just have to hear. I can't really comment <laughs> on because I've never owned a PS3 or 4. <laughs> oh, you should. <laughs> I know, I know. I went for, um, I went, funnily enough, I went from PS2 to Xbox, <laughs> Xbox 360, and now Xbox One. <laughs> I've, I've always been Sony faithful, but I did, um, one, after PlayStation 2, I got an Xbox as well, 360. You know, funnily enough, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd always been faithful to Sony as well, but I, I didn't buy the 360. I got it bought for me. I did ask for a PS3, but um, I was bought an Xbox 360. And I remember saying, like, I did say PS3. Oh, um, right. but they, my response was basically like, we thought you'd, fa- you'd fancy a change. And initially, I was a bit like, oh, I was quite annoyed. But <laughs> now, um, that was it then. Now, I, now I've just stuck with um, Microsoft. <laughs> Uh, I'm back on board with the Sony now. Um, I'm sorry to Sony for cheating on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had an affair with Microsoft. I do apologise. Yeah. It, it didn't mean anything. Yeah, no, it literally it was nothing at all. It yeah. was just a white thing. Yeah, it was, I, was thinking, I was thinking of Sony the whole time. <laughs> yeah, my mind was oh. elsewhere. I was thinking of you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, before anyway. we go off on a, a weird tangent, do you want to go into this game? 
Yeah, we better actually. Yeah. Um, right, game six then. I've actually mentioned it a little while back actually, but I mentioned it so briefly people probably didn't notice it. Uh, <laughs> now it's a game on a system that um, I, I hype up as much as I can because I think it's, despite it didn't have a great reputation, despite it, it did actually inevitably flop, um, there are some hidden gems on there. They're actually fantastic games, but because people have heard such bad things about the system, they assume that all the games are crap, so they don't even give it the time of day. But what I keep trying to get across to people, and I've been doing actually quite recently um, on certain videos, is that the system, give it a chance, because there are some, some games that are actually fantastic, and that's mm. the Philips CDI. Ah. Um, obviously, similar, similar to the 3DO from Panasonic, um, one of those systems that um, didn't... <sighs> It had a lot of potential, but it, yeah. in the end, it didn't do very well. And obviously, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to say it was a fantastic console, because nine times out of ten, it wasn't. Um, but they did release some hidden gems on there that are fantastic, and that everyone does rate, that do have to happen to own the system quite highly. Mm. Um, and one of those games for me was Burn Cycle. Um, which, I've heard this mentioned, yeah. Yeah, it was a game, basically, uh, it was back in about 1995, 96, I believe. I could be wrong. It was something around there. Um, and it was using full motion video. So it wasn't graphics you would get nowadays. It's real people like a film, um, but it's still played through as, as an action sh uh, f a shooter game. Um, and uh, basically the whole storyline, very very briefly, is that he plays a guy called Soul Cutter. He's got a virus in his head. He gets sent out to do a job, and it goes wrong. And he gets yeah. infected with a virus in his head, and he has two hours in which to detonate it, otherwise it would explode and it would kill him. Um, so you have to basically go around shooting people and collecting items and you interact with obviously other people to progress further um, to try and get this virus um, um, out of your head basically yeah. um, and um, for me I've played it ever since it pretty much came out and um, it's one of my favourite games of all time um, not just on the system but in general um, and I love it and basically you have a, what's called a digital video cartridge that goes in the back of the system yeah. um, and if you don't have that then you can't play the game um, which I will admit I did think was a bit cheeky because a lot of the games on the system you can't even play them until you put the cartridge in the back and that was sold separately at about £100. So you spend about 400 quid roughly on the system and now you've got to spend another 100 to play some of the games themselves or they won't even work. Uh, just strip it, isn't it? So they were cheeky yeah. gits at that point. Yeah. That. Um, but aside from that, um, because I, my, my family actually got it um, as a bundle, they actually got the cartridge with it anyway so I was quite happy. I didn't even have to pay anything. <laughs> Um, I just think it's a fantastic game. Um, I think the gameplay is great. I think I still get an adrenaline rush. I actually, someone actually uploaded a whole um, video of it on um, YouTube of them playing through it from start to finish. Because um, yeah. they also released it on the MS-DOS and PC uh -huh. back in the day as well. And someone had uploaded that version, uh, which is very similar. And I watched the whole start to finish. Show and just the nostalgia was just literally dripping from me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just one of those games that, um, for me, it's not many people know about it, but yeah. I like being different as well. And uh, I just love the game. I've completed it a mm. few times, and I think it's absolutely great. And the music as well by Simon Boswell yeah. uh, is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I've, I've used the music in a few more videos as well. It's that good. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something which might actually surprise you. Um, you're not the first person to pick this game on Desert Island Games. Ah, really? <laughs> really? I am surprised, and I'm yeah. pleasantly surprised as well. That's really nice to hear, actually. It was picked by, oh, God, this, I need to get this right here, um, because I, I keep seeing this every single week. I need, I need to keep a log of the games that people pick, but I believe it was picked by, by um, Infected Flinch. 
Do you know what? Yeah. I would not be surprised because I was yeah. just, I, I subscribed to his channel and I was yeah. checking out because he did a video of Little Devil yeah. as well, one of his friends. Yeah. And he was, oh my God, it was so funny. He was just really quickly, he was playing through one of the levels in Little Devil where you have to basically jump from stepping stones to yeah. the stepping stone. And he didn't realise you had to go and buy the bucket first to fill up the bucket to throw at the um, face at the end to stop yourself getting um, thrown fire. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm shouting at the screen, go and get the bucket. And he didn't obviously realise. <laughs> so he just kept trying to get through this level that he was inevitably going to keep dying on. Oh, dear. So I sent him a comment afterwards saying what he should have done. And then he was like, where was you earlier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you should get, yeah. get do a collab on that game <laughs> with Dave. I should, I should get on yeah. and be like, right, let's do some CDI collaboration stuff and show some love for it. Um, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all because he's a great guy. And I've been watching a few of his CDI games uh, videos. And uh, it's nice to see it someone else that gives him much love for it as, as I do, so... Yeah. I, do you know I think he picked a couple of CDI games? It doesn't surprise me yeah. again, actually. He's a, in fact, when I was mentioning um, Philip CDI, because on the live stream, you know, they were saying to me, Harry was saying, um, what have you been playing lately? Is it the N64? Because it was behind me on the camera, and I was like, no, no, it's just there for show for the minute. I've been playing the Philip CDI and the uh, NES. And uh, then suddenly, I think Chris Novabug went, Ah, oh, infected potential will love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does surprise me. Uh, well, D- uh, Dave Infected Flinch, he was on. With a du- we had a double episode, um, episode fifteen and sixteen, and it was actually on. It was actually on the Retro Online live stream oh. on the Friday. So it, they they took a break, and then well, it didn't take a break. It, it well, it sort, of, it sort of took a break. It in one week and um, for the first two hours of the show, Restaurant Online live stream, it was Data Island Games. And I, I had two guests. It was um, Stuart Brand, who's uh, Retro Retro Games 1979, I think his name is. And uh, Dave was on the second show. Oh, and, uh, and then the part two of the show that night was um, Harry Yak in, in One Boy's Post doing a football show. Oh. <laughs> but um, it was so funny. And Dave, now, Infected Flint, I don't know if you've ever seen this Golden Skull character. It is. No, I'm very new to like um, yeah. his channel and his videos because I didn't yeah. discover him unfortunately too long ago. I'd love to have done before, yeah. but obviously you don't necessarily always um, just you know discover people to a certain time. So I don't. Think yeah, I'm of course. Gonna... I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link because um, yeah, do it. Harry, um, after the show, me and Harry were in absolute stitches. Um, <laughs> after the show, Harry cut this bit out of um, Dave's Data Island Games and put it off as a separate video. It was just uh-huh. basically. I was talking about, me and Harry was on the show as well, because he was hosting it, because it was on Retro Online. Yeah, um, yeah. So, me and Harry were talking to Dave, and all of a sudden he brings out this Golden Skull character out of nowhere. And he starts asking things like, John, have you heard of my mother? How's my mother? <laughs> no, it's just, you have to see it. Yeah, no, no, And uh, he started talking about Brian Lara hitting a lot of balls. And, oh, <laughs> and, like, and uh, honestly, it takes... It takes a. I'm not going to say special person because that sounds a bit funny. Uh, it, it takes a. It takes a lot to make me lose control of myself so much where I can't stop laughing. It takes a lot to do that to me, and Dave did it that night. And there's a clip of it on uh, YouTube. <laughs> I'll send you the link later on. Um, it's absolutely brilliant because uh, previously he'd been talking quite seriously about CDI games. Nice. And nice. then all of a sudden this character comes out like, John, how's my mother? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think it was unexpected as well. Yeah. <laughs> and every t- check it out, definitely. Every time he tried to say something to me as a character, I couldn't answer him because I, I just couldn't speak. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we digress again. We do, mate. We do. Because Dave yeah. came up on the on a topic there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, huge love for the CDI guys. Check out the CDI if you haven't done already. Um, yes. It's a great console. Give it some love. It's great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what game are we up to now? Right. Um, game seven. Game eight, game seven, go ahead. Game seven. Now, game seven, I wanted to choose a Sega Dreamcast game because I love the Dreamcast as well. Um, obviously, being Sega's final console they did before shifting over to software, yeah. um, which is a shame. I'd love to see Sega maybe at one stage. They probably won't, but actually release another console. Uh, but I think yeah. they've settled themselves down now in making software, and obviously now they've got a lot of their stuff. They've sold some of the rights to Nintendo. That obviously means that now we can obviously have a lot of the Sonic games on there as well. Um, but anyway, I wanted to uh, bring something on the Dreamcast as well. Um, I did originally choose Shenmue, uh, uh, yeah. which is an absolutely amazing game. Also, you got Shenmue 1, and they've released a second as well, uh, playing a guy called Ryu, who basically has to avenge his father's death. And you go through, obviously, Japan and different villages trying to um, um, collect items and basically find this guy called Lundy that murdered his father. Um, and the... Basically, the, the scenery and the environments are beautiful and they're so cleverly done and so just visually stunning. And I think it's the only game I've ever actually played where you've got what are called QTEs, where you can actually, <clears throat> excuse me, where you, it's like, say you're chasing someone, you have to basically, a, a button will flash up on the screen really quickly. And if you don't press it in time, you basically fall over. You have to press right. it really quickly. And if you press the right button, you can avoid being hit by branches. And it's, it's like basically like free running and you have to choose the right button as it flashes up. Right. Um, and I don't think enough, any other game that I've played has done that. Um, so I was going to choose that, and I probably should have done, but I actually went for Sonic Adventure. Um, I know I'd chosen Sonic 2 as well, but then when, when Shocks chose two Mario games, I was like, you know what, I've, I've got to choose two Sonic games. <laughs> Sonic Adventure. Why not? <laughs> Sonic Adventure is just uh, just the epitome of, uh, of the 3D Sonics. I mean, actually, funnily enough, um, Console Snob... Um, was saying, um, Scott, in the live streams last Friday, that um, the problem with Sega with the Sonic games in terms of 3D stuff is that apart from like Sonic Adventure and Sonic Generations, they've not really necessarily 100% managed to nail down the 3D stuff yeah. um, like really, really, really well, apart from Generations and Adventure, um, possibly Sonic Colors as well. Um, and I totally agree with that, actually, because a lot of the other 3D stuff, they do sort of mess up a little bit. Uh, but Sonic Adventure, for me, is just one of those games that you can just play again and again and again. It's a huge game. The environments are, are massive. It's a game that I said on the Sunday show, actually, that I would love to be teleported into if I was ever able to in real life and experience it for myself. Cool. Um, and I just think that the action stages are great. The fact that you can play as multiple characters in turn, and they've all got their own different stages, so you can complete it uh, a number of different ways. Um, is great. So you complete it, Sonic, for example, and then you have to then go start again and do it as Tails, Knuckles, Amy, etc., uh, Big the Cat, etc. Um, makes it even more of a bigger game. Um, and the music on that game again is, is just is just absolutely awesome. Um, so much so that I've got the soundtrack as well. <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, just for me, it's a, it's a huge game and one that um, I just get huge a huge buzz out of playing. <clears throat> And one of the best 3D Sonic games, if not possibly even the best 3D Sonic game they've ever done. I've not played it myself because I've not got a Sega Dreamcast, but I can appreciate that it sounds like a brilliant game. I would say, yeah. if, you, if you've if you got a GameCube, um, or if you've got a PC, they actually re-released it as Sonic Adventure DX, the basic Sonic Adventure Director's Cut, right. um, where they basically, it's the same game, but they've got a few extra features in. 
um, which they released that for GameCube and also PC. So if you've got either of those, you can always get that version if you prefer, and you can then experience it as if you were on the Dreamcast. <clears throat> That that feature you were, that feature you were saying earlier on about the uh, you know, playing it through it again with a different character yeah I think it's a brilliant idea the, the only game that I've got that I can think does the same thing is that, um, it's a game called The Cave right um, yes. it's on Xbox Live and it's on Steam as well I think and uh, probably on PlayStation Network but it's basically I think it's the guy that designed Monkey Island mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of it's, it's an adventure game but it's also a platformer. Mm-hmm. But it's got like um, I think it's got six, seven, maybe eight char- different characters, you can, and you pick three characters at a time. So oh. once you once you've been through the game with your first three characters that you picked, you can go back and play it with three different characters, and it's a completely di- completely different game. Good. They've all got different kind of skill sets and things that they can bring to it and things like that. So yeah, yeah it sounds like a similar similar idea to what you're saying there. Yeah. It really does. It's great because each character always has his own individual, unique style. Obviously, when you're with Sonic, you can't go very high. But once you've then started playing it with Knuckles, you can climb walls, you can reach higher places. So they've all got their own different bits. The, the game is always very varied, uh, yeah. depending on what character you use. I love the fact as well that um, basically the Dreamcast controllers, they have their own what's called a VMU. It's like a little memory card called a virtual memory unit. And it goes in the top of the controller. And um, in Sonic Adventure, you can actually breed what are called chows. They're like these little, tiny, cute little... Um, characters that kind of crawl around yeah. and then um, you can feed them and look after them and you can store them on your vmu and back in the day you could actually go to your friend's house and you could actually exchange um chows so they could play with each that sounds really wrong but they can actually um you know what i mean they can actually um um kind of interact and stuff like that yeah. and um it was just a really kind of nice touch that sega did as well to kind of as, as well as the actual game itself you can actually go off into an additional area yeah. um, and start um kind of looking after your own little pets as well, which is really cool. Cool. Sounds awesome. Yeah, you can feed them fruit and stuff like that. And they go, if they've if they only just hatched and they start trying to swim, they they almost drown, so you have to basically teach them to swim. And then when they get a bit older, they can then... <laughs> learn to, and then eventually they start racing each other as well. It's pretty it's pretty decent. Excellent. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> so we move on to Game 8? Yeah. Well, unless you get any more to add to, um, to that game. Uh, the, only thing I, the only thing I would say is that there's a train in um, Sonic Adventure that takes you from the main town, Station Square, to uh, Mystic Ruins, which is like another kind of countryside kind of area. And um, basically the train waits for you. Whenever you want to use it, it, it basically goes when you want it to. Right. Now, I don't know any train in the UK that whenever you want to go somewhere, it actually leaves when you want it to leave and it's on time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're either cancelled or delayed. So I would love to go into Sonic Adventure just for the simple fact that I can use the train whenever I want to, and that is service. <laughs> Get to your working team. <laughs> yeah, it literally waits yeah. for you, and it only goes when you want it to. I mean, yeah. there's no trains that would do that um, in the UK. So, uh, yeah, I find it yeah. Just, just for that, so that I know I can go when I want to go, and I haven't got to worry about it being delayed or cancelled. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the trains in my era, they leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought I'd add that as well, a bit of a bit of humour. Um, so so yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably it really. Yeah. Anyway, before before I start going on about trains, I better first run to game number eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is game number eight? The final game. Final game. Yeah. Um, again, I was struggling. Um, I wanted to go for a Game Boy Advance game. Uh, I've got quite a few. I'm a massive fan of the Harry Potter games on the Game Boy Color. Um, that port in particular, 
because um, I grew up with it and um, I completed both of them and enjoyed them a hell of a lot. Um, but in the end, I went for The Sims, Busting Out. Oh, right, cool. Massive Sims fan. Um, have all of them on the PC. Grew up with them on the PC. Um, did I do have one on the PS2 and, and the third one on the Xbox 360 as well. Um, what I like about Busting Out is that it was very different to the main kind of series, if you like. Mm. It was... I don't know if it was necessarily a spin-off, but it was like it was different in the fact that normally when you play them on the PC, you have to kind of click the character you want to kind of interact with. Then you have to click on another area in the house, whether to get them to move to that spot, and you can't control them like as a kind of like almost like using a D-pad, and they can just turn like um, yeah. first-person view if you like. Um, whereas on Busting Out, you can suddenly control the character with a D-pad, and they can kind of go up, down, left, and right whenever you want them to. It's not like a yeah. click. And it's the only Sims game that I know of, I could be proved wrong, uh, where you can do that. Um, and I just love it. I think the game itself is is, is very enjoyable. Um, I, t- I just think that it's, it's a great little port of um, of a great franchise, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really good job on the Game Boy Advance. The, the visuals are really nice. Uh, the music's really, really funky and upbeat. Um, and it's just very easy to play, to pick up and play. Really, it's not too difficult to really work out what you need to we need to do. Um, I think I'll try and get that in the Game Boy Advance. Now that I've got one, it's good. It's really you get your own scooter as well. At, at one point, you can ride around on your scooter, um, <laughs> so it's a lot faster. And again, that's really fun. Obviously, you've got to make sure that he's not too tired and he's been well fed. Um, otherwise, you're going to collapse and end up in hospital. <laughs> um, um, but but in general, it's a really fun game. There's lots of mini games on there and stuff, and you always have missions, so you always know what you're doing. So you've got to collect this thing, or you've got to go and get this skill, or talk to this person to find this out. Uh, you always know what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. so you never feel like you're stuck. Uh, it always flows really nicely, and you're always aware of what you should be doing. Yeah, I've played a lot of Sims games in the past. Um, I always find, I always end up wasting my time trying to get my character to get it on for another character. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. really thought, it didn't seem, didn't seem to have that functionality. <laughs> well, I, well, I was a bit of a cheat actually in the yeah. early days. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Um, <laughs> I was playing the first ever Sims game on the PC, yeah. and there was actually I can never be bothered to get my Sims to go out and earn money and stuff. That's not me in real life, by the way. I'm not. <laughs> at all. Um, I do believe what you work hard for what you have. Um, but in the game, I used to lose my patience, and there was actually a cheat. I think it was where you press a certain amount of buttons on the keyboard, and then you type. I think it was Rosebud. And then when you click enter, you suddenly would have like so much money added to your to your account like out of nowhere. And now suddenly you can start buying like all the luxurious items you couldn't <laughs> buy before, and you didn't even have to go out and get a job or anything. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> you could do that in real life. <laughs> oh, you just put your fingers and you're rich. That'd be amazing. Um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna take Rosebud in just now and see what happens. See what works in real life. Do it. Rose, do it. Just get the top of your voice. Bud, suddenly it all appears. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at all this money I've got. <laughs> what should I do with it first? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think if I had a lot of money, it would, it would be quite dangerous. <laughs> oh, I think oh. I probably agree with you there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, The Sims is great anyway. I mean, like, I've got all the all the um, games on the PC pretty much, like um, uh, The Sims living it up and making magic and Superstar and um, House Party and yeah. um, Hot Date and all that kind of stuff. And then obviously the second one and the, now the you brought on the third as well. Um, the music's iconic. Um, the 
that kind of really fast-paced kind of riff that you yeah. hear that you automatically know straight away is The Sims. Um, I, I love all that. I think the music's really upbeat. In fact, the guy that did the music to The Sims 3 actually did the music to uh, Gears of War 3 as well. Mm. Um, I believe. Um, so, uh, yeah, he did. I'm just looking at my notes. You couldn't yeah. can get to... Sorry. Sorry, don't know. Go on, I've talked over you. Go on. You couldn't get two different games if you tried. I know, you couldn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His name was Steve Jablonski, and he did a lot of film music as well for films, but then he did Gears of War 3, Gears of War Judgment, Transformers yeah. film, and then did Sims 3 as well. So there's a bit of knowledge there for you. <laughs> See, I, I, I always use this show as an educational tool for myself. Oh, <laughs> I find out all my knowledge from the people that come on this show. Well, I, I like I like little quirky facts like that. I really yeah. do get a lot of like um, interest out of that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people go, oh, here we go, whatever. But for me, it's like people say little snippets of little facts like that, and I, yeah. I always find it really fascinating. So, you you like um, Aiden's Desert Island Games show? If you uh, give it a listen at some point, um, he's, he's big up on his facts as well. He was um, very knowledgeable and did so many little um, bits of knowledge to share with the listeners. It's brilliant. He's a great guy to talk to, so I'm not surprised. Like, if, he, if he is listening, Aidan, I will definitely be listening to your episode um, as soon as we've done this. I'll have it on in the background while I'm um, doing other stuff, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, talking about Aidan, do you want to hear one of, one of his songs? I do. Hey, hold on. I do. Got the studio here. I do want to hear it. I've, I've heard loads of his stuff. On the well. I think this is one of his... These are cover versions, the stuff that he's given me. Oh, his yeah. cover, I know I said it earlier, his mm. cover of uh, Welcome to Station Square from Sonic Adventure, uh, although it's a very short snippet, um, was just fantastic, really was fantastic. So these these are cover versions of rock songs, basically? Yeah. Right, so yeah. this one um, here, hold on. Go for it. That, one. <laughs> that is so decent. Uh, now this, so good. <laughs> wait to hear this. This is a bit. See, when he told me he had this one, I was like, really? How's that going to work? Right, wait to find it here. Cool. Uh, this is a cover version of Mamma Mia by ABBA. You're kidding. How did you no. get hold of it? I've not heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50 seconds, but it's worth it. This is Aiden's band doing Mamma oh, Mia. I'm right. really interested in this. Right. Go on. <laughs>
a good spin on it as well. I love the fact he's put his own, his own twist on it. Yeah. I that see is that. So good. So I, good. I was in um, I was in Spain last year on a uh, boys' weekend in October, and we went into the rock bar. Mm-hmm. And this reminded me of this because uh, the band that we're on were obviously in the rock bar. There's going to be classic rock, metal kind of music. But they yeah. were doing all cover versions of 80s pop music. It's so good. And this, that's when I heard this, that reminded me of that. Yeah, so, Yeah, so... What's great about it is that because you know all the words, you just automatically want to sing along, and it just yeah. heightens your enjoyment of it as well. Yeah. Very so, talented guy. I've not known him too long, but very talented guy. Yes, indeed. As, uh, as you are yourself, with your piano, obviously. Oh, cheers, man. I've got... <laughs> Anything that anyone wants to listen to, I've got a SoundCloud and um, it's all on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dancentral. I've got all my piano stuff in a playlist on the front page as well as my gaming stuff. So. If you send me a link to that, I will put it on when I, when I create, uh, convert this to YouTube. I'll put a link to all that on the, on the description. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want, if you, if you don't mind, that is... No, of course yeah, not. Yeah, no, yeah. it means a lot. No, I'd, love, I'd love you to, if, if you don't mind. So I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah. Right. More than happy. Now this is if if you need to rush off at school, but this might have to go into overtime because it's nearly eleven o'clock. So, um, but what will happen is the show is only scheduled for two hours, but when it goes off air, it continues to record, so it will still go up. So well, is it worth saying uh, the book that I was going to take and the luxury item like quickly, and then if, if it expand on, it will go off air? Does that make sense? Yeah, if you want, yeah, go for that. Okay. Well, we're, are we still live at the minute? Yes. Yes. Okay. You, You'll hear a little voice coming on. The, the, the viewers won't, uh, the, the listeners won't hear this, but you'll hear a little voice coming on saying, "Your show will end in thirty seconds or something like that." So, oh, okay, yeah. oh, that's cool. I like that. It gives yeah. it like a really sort of a nice feel that you really are live. That's cool. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you for anyone that's obviously been watching um, and listening to the to the podcast, and obviously a huge thank you to John as well for for offering me to be on it. Um, just before we go off, then, um, the book I would have said would have been the Lee Evans autobiography. Yeah. Uh, the simple fact that not only is apparently my he's my lookalike, so did yeah, but um, I'm actually reading it um, physically anyway. I, I own the book and I've not finished it, and I think it's a great read um, from a great comedian. And my luxury item is a bit boring. I just have my laptop, um, just for the simple fact that I'm always on it and um, I can still keep in contact with everybody via YouTube. Oh well, you can't see that's not allowed. You can't have communication with the outside world. Ah, I, I, should okay. have spe- I should have specified that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay. Um, what would I... Uh, a, luxury, a luxury item. Yeah. Uh, it would probably be... Okay, it would probably be a huge bottle of Dr. Pepper. Well, okay, I can do you one better than that. I can give you an endless supply of it. Ah, there you yes. go. Like, pump, me, pump me full of sugar. It's to make your to make your um, ordeal of staying on this island uh, a little bit a bit more comfortable, then I'll give you a lifetime supply. Ah, uh, yes. Not a lifetime supply, but a supply that will do you as long as you're there to, before you get rescued. Yeah. Cool. I'd love for them to release a version that's not finished. <laughs> there you go. Nice second. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. my my thing there. Lee Evans' autobiography and um, an endless supply of Dr Pepper because I love that drink. Um, I'm a little surprised you didn't go for a piano. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Funny fun enough, my guest last week, Tom, uh, picked a piano. He picked, a, he picked a grand piano. I didn't. I just didn't think to say it. Probably I would have said it actually thinking about it, but too late now. 
Well, you might actually you, you might actually knock it off because if if um, Tom, who was on last week, if he's been rescued and you've replaced him, so to speak, he might have left the grand piano behind. He might have left it behind. Yeah, he might have left it behind, you see. So I can claim it, yeah. Yeah, you can claim it. Because cool. I, I don't think when he gets rescued, I don't think he's going to really be thinking about taking a grand piano on that raft with him, so... Very true. Yeah. True. Yeah, okay. Um, I would say uh, an endless supply of Dr. Pepper until um, there's a chance I can get a piano and then I bring the piano in as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you picked up your copy of the Lee Evans book, um, did, did you pick it up in a shop or did you get it online? Uh, it was online. I got No. Uh, no. Right. Oh, okay. I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say, uh, when you were, if you went to the shop to buy it, they might have thought, well, look, there's Lee Evans buying his own book. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, why buying his own book? I thought you already had it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Now, I wanted to be quirky and say something different, so um, I thought I could drink it while I'm reading the book. <laughs> Sounds like... And would you not... Uh, if, well, you can't take alcohol as well as... Because you only get one, but just speaking in general terms, do you like a little... A tipple, tip, tipple with your Dr. Pepper? Yeah, I, I, quite, well, I like Disarono and Coke, so I've had Disarono and Dr. Pepper before, that's different. Yeah. yeah. Um, a big, big fan of Disarono um, and Amaretto, they're pretty much the same thing. Um, so, yeah, huge fan of, um, of that. Um, like WKD as well. Wicked, yep. Yep. Um, and uh, I like Bournemouth as well, cider. <clears throat> now, there's two very different drinks. They are. <laughs> And to mix them is not a good idea, believe me. <laughs> oh, I'd, I have this thing every now and again when I'm feeling a bit dangerous. Mm. Uh, I have a thing called, uh, oh God, what's it called? I'm going to make an arse myself because I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, I think it's, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but basically, oh, it's a venom, that's what it's called, it's a venom. Have you ever, have you ever had a venom? No, no, I've not heard of it actually. Let me try and remember the ingredients. I think it's there's a bottle, a, a bottle of Blue Wicked in there. Mm-hmm. I think there's Jack Daniels in it. Mm-hmm. I think there's vodka in it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's pineapple or something in it. It's basically really, really strong. You usually get it for in the, in the pubs for about... It's £5, but it's a pint glass. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, I had these... I had a works night out um, last year, and it was... Oh, expensive! It was you know money money behind the bar, so you can get any drink up to the value of five pounds, but as many as you like, sort of thing. So oh, that's cool. You know, previously, I'd be drinking like pints of stale and things, and I seen these people walking about with this green pint. I was like, "What the hell are you drinking?" Ah. And they told me, "So I was I went down a pint of venom, please." <laughs> oh, this stuff is lethal. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'll be. I'm not a huge drinker unless I'm socialising. I'm not someone that would kind of finish work, go home, kind of sit down and then want want a drink. Um, yeah. It just doesn't do a lot for me. I get I actually get a lot more um, satisfaction from drinking soft drinks. Um, it's just a just a personal thing. Um, yeah. But when I'm socialising, then obviously, yeah, yeah I do. No, don't, get, don't get me wrong, I'm not a, a raging alcoholic or anything. Oh, no, no, no. In, in the house, um, I very rarely drink in the house because it's a sociable thing for me as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it is. Just I like being sociable a lot. But... Uh, <laughs> I mean, in the house, say, for example, I've bought a six-pack of lagers in the house. I'll yeah. open a can and I'll, I can sit for four hours with that same can of lager. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whereas if I'm in the pub, or even if I'm in around friends' house drinking, I'll drink. I'll drink several. But when yeah. I'm in the house myself, mm. it just doesn't have the same appeal. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, 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 it is. Yeah. It's better when you're socialising anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that if you drink it at home, you are an alcoholic anyway. Not at all. Not at all. But, um, it's just not something that I do on my own uh, as a as a personal thing, anyway. So. I, I mean, I I used to really, I used to find that a soft drink more refreshing and satisfactory. Yeah, flavour. Yeah. However, I've had to unfortunately change from soft drink to water. Just okay. the fact that I was diagnosed with type two diabetes last year. Right, of course. So yeah. <laughs> can't have much sugar. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So gradually, I went from I think when I found out in September um, I, I couldn't just go cold turkey and stop drinking fizzy juice so I kind of I halved my intake and then I halved it again mm-hmm. and I halved it again to eventually I think since about February this year I stopped drinking it altogether right right yeah I mean don't get me wrong I have had a few blips mm-hmm. you know like especially if I've got a hangover you know? yeah uh, a bottle of uh, Iron Brew yes <laughs> yeah. yes yes has to be done, but yeah, I'm really enjoying drinking water. It's not too bad. A lot of people say it's boring, it's bland, but I actually quite yeah. like it. That's what I thought as well. See, when it's ice cold out of the fridge, it's oh, so refreshing. It is. Yeah. It's so much nicer ice cold anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, are, cool. we are um, on overtime here. Um, I don't know if you want to expand on your uh, book. Have you, how far into the book have you got? Oh, yeah, of course, because I said it very quickly, didn't I? Yeah. Um, I'm not too far into it, but, I mean, for anyone that is a fan of Lee Evans out there, um, what I do like about him is that, although he is one of the most popular comedians that there is, and he's, he's obviously very popular and stuff, he doesn't let that go to his head, which is what I really like about him. Yeah. You know, if you do watch any of his tours, he'll always come out at the beginning, and he just, he's got his hands on his head. Like, you genuinely can't believe that he's where he is today, and these people generally come out to see him. Yeah. And he generally is grateful he doesn't take that for granted. No. I've, so, actually, I've actually seen Lee Evans live in concert. Yeah, I saw him at his Roadrunner tour. Oh, I feel... Funny enough, we were talking about this last week, myself and Tom, who was on, and um, I was telling him how that um, I used to work for a radio station up here in Glasgow, mm. and I get free tickets for things, and uh, they gave me tickets for Lee Evans. Nice. Unfortunately, at this point in time, none of my friends were available, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, Um I tried to get my wife to go, my brother to go, and I uh, uh, don't fancy it. My wife, wow. was, uh, my, her mother was up visiting from England at this point, and she said, oh, why don't you take my mum? So <laughs> I had to go to a Lee Evans concert with my mother-in-law. Brilliant. <laughs> and I just found it really strange, because he's, he can be quite rude. Yeah. And you're sitting there dying to laugh, because it's, like, it's so funny. But, but you're like, yeah, yeah. He's talking about vaginas and stuff. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's like, do I laugh or not? Yet? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, no, I'm not too far into it, but it, it obviously goes into his entire life and where he came from. And he didn't actually come from too much either. He was on like a like a rough estate. Yeah. Um, and he didn't have it easy. Uh, and obviously where he's come from there, it's really quite um, heartwarming. And uh, you do sort of, uh, it's nice for him to open up and really kind of give another side to him to all his fans. Yeah. So... So yeah, I'm really enjoying it, but not too far into it yet. So. <laughs> I like biographies. Me too. I, I remember um, Shock saying about Jeremy Clarkson's autobiography. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I remember saying um, I was listening to Jeremy Clarkson's Desert Island Discs. Ah, oh, right, okay. Because um, 
I've been I don't know when I started doing this properly, like on on this network, I started listening to a lot of Desert Island discs to get me get me into that mode. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and his, his is one that I listen to because this is basically that's why it's eight games. Because it's not because I've picked eight games; it's just because I'm following the same format as Desert Island Discs, which <laughs> is, is which you would do. So that's cool. Yeah. So um, I mean, if I was if I was doing it myself, if I was making up the rules myself, I would probably give you ten games. Ah, but, sick. Yeah. That still probably wouldn't be enough, to be fair. <laughs> no, no, you could you could come on again an hour two or three times and pick completely different eight games, couldn't you? Easily. Oh, do you know, yeah. I did it again. They'd all yeah. be different. Yeah. All be different. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and um, I probably would have. Do you know what? I would have said piano as well for my luxury item. I just generally didn't think of it. I was actually trying to think before we went on on live, um, and I, I only said sort of laptop, Doctor Pepper, or whatever, because I couldn't think of anything else. But then you said piano. I was like, duh, of course, obvious. <laughs> I know you. I know you better than you do. <laughs> you do. You do. I think I'm just really tired. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I but yeah, to... no, I love my. I love my piano. I've got a yeah, Clavinova. It's like an electric one, but it's still very authentic. Yeah. Um, the sounds are just on fire. Like for example, the string sounds when you play them, it almost sounds like somebody's playing the violin next to you. Cool. So uh, yeah, it's brilliant. I started playing keyboards when I was a kid. Um, I got my mum and dad to get, get my keyboard for my Christmas, but I didn't have any natural talent or patience for it, so I didn't really get very far. It depends how much you get into it as well, and if you generally do enjoy it, then you'll put the work in. Yeah. Um, it just depends, really, if you have a natural passion for it or not. I think I've really got a natural talent at doing anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> Ah, oh, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, when you start to build up your confidence with your videos, you'll, you'll, you'll find the talent for doing all that stuff, so. Yeah, I think I'm quite, I, I do have, have a creative side. Hmm. I like yeah, to be creative, because I used to be a web designer. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, and after that, I like I was kind of going down the journalism, journalism route, hmm. so I like creating stories. Reports. I've done football websites for years, um, and then when I gave that up, or that I got forced out because I wasn't putting as much work into it, and it sat me. Um, okay. okay. So, that, so I was left with a void like a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm now frustrated because I want to create something. Then I started creating YouTube videos. So yeah, yeah, natural progression. <laughs> yeah, no, I see. You mean it's almost like feeling like almost like a bit of a void, I guess. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. That's really good. Nice one. Yeah, I've never really played with this same um, studio. This, oh, what's this? Listen. Step away from the duck. <laughs> well, I've heard that before. That sounded like Chandler from Friends. <laughs> it did. That must be well put. I've definitely heard that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And if you said something that I didn't agree with, I could have did this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I won't keep you much longer. Um, That's right. It's been an absolute pleasure. It really has. I've really enjoyed it. And I knew that as soon as I had Shoxy's episode with you, that I would enjoy it just as much. What I'm going to do. And thanks very much for coming on, by the way. You've been such a fantastic guest to speak to. Oh, that means a lot, man. No, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Um, No worries at all. was really looking forward to it all day. So, (laughs) Uh, well... We'll play the um, Downed Games outro to end the show. Yes. So, thanks again, and we'll put all this up on YouTube in due course, and I'll let you know when that happens. Yeah, 
Cheers, John. And check out Desert Island Games for anyone watching because it's a great show. Yeah, and remember, folks, you can catch it all on uh, podcasts on on your iPhone as well. So you can hear me yeah. all over again. <laughs> listen, just listen to it over and over again. Exactly, on literally yeah. on a loop. <laughs> you can be sitting bored one day in the house and go, oh, I know, I'll just listen to Dan again. <laughs> right, thanks again, and we'll end with the big outro. Awesome, thanks a lot, John, appreciate it. Yes. Bye-bye. See you later. On an island with nothing to do What games would you take there with you? With no one else around You could go insane without your desert 